Talking Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 114. Yeah, 114. We did it. Saw Franchise, part three. (laughs) Part three featuring part five and six. Yes. (laughs) Let's just make it confusing. Yes. (laughs) This is cool, though, man. I wish we could always do this. I wish, I, I, I mean... It's fun going going on a weekly basis because we come out with two hour shows, bada bing, bada boom. You know what another, I mean? Another great idea by me. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Brandon's framed in the video here. A, I don't have to see a lot of his face, and B, I could tell his disdain oh. just from his eyes. There, there he is. He's perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody I'll, turn else my, is I'll turn my camera upside down in a sec. Yeah. We know he could do it <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, don't. Please don't. Please. <laughs> We don't, we don't need any, any. You know, we're in a we're in a good thing going here. We we don't need any any shit. Brandon's happy. His camera's lined up. Everybody's good. So, are you guys done choking? I come we come uh, straight online here. I hear these two guys have been choking to death the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I just choked right before I came on here. Like right, I, this was my day. I worked. I, I got out of work at four four o'clock. I, uh, instead of coming right home, first I had to go get medicine for the cat. Then I had to go get food for the, for the wife and the cat's daughter. cat's fucking healthy now. Oh, no, no. I have no first Did you Hold steal on. a new cat? Did you steal a new cat? <laughs> There's three cats. At any time, anyone can get sick. You're aware of this. Now, Ginny, oh poor baby, has been, has been really scratching one of her ears a lot the last two weeks. So enough is enough. A couple of days ago, her ears started going kind of flat. So my wife says, I guess that means something that she's really in pain. I said, well, we can't have this. So we're going to have to go out. You can't have that. <laughs> no. So I uh, I had to pick up the, uh, it's just like a cleaning thing. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because now with COVID, this is what I got to do. I had to pull into the place. Get out of work. I go right to the place. I pull in. I have to call them when I get there. Tell them what who I am and what I want. And then they come outside. The thing, they got the mask on. I wear my mask in the car. They got the thing. I, I stick my Card in the thing, I pay and I'm on my way. But nobody goes inside. I wonder he's choking so. to death. <laughs> Sounds really right? dirty. I stick. Yeah. I well, pull this in. I pull this thing. I stick my card in here. <laughs> yeah. So now, okay. So now I do this. I go get the cat thing taken care of. I get food for the for the wife and the daughter because they're home. My car's getting its brakes fixed, so I'm taking hey, sir, the wife's car. Really? I got one car in the shop right now getting the fucking brakes done. That's Same fucking weird. Thing. How about get, how about getting that tooth fixed? Yeah, it should have been. I should have been whole again. Should have been gone. I'm half the man I used to be. <laughs> oh shit! I, today was oh. supposed to be the premiere of the new fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> the premiere. I go. I walk. I walk in. I fuck. I got a mask on. I walk right into the place. She's like, "You didn't get my email." I'm like, "You have my fucking phone number, email." What are you emailing me for? Call me. Oh, they fucked up at the lab. We don't have... That's, that, that's not what she said. <laughs> but they messed up at the lab. We had to send your case back. I'm like, no tooth for me. No tooth for you. I'm like, I, I leave. It's like a 20-minute Where, drive away because I'm where's, going to a special. Where's the fucking chiclet you promised us? Yeah. <laughs> up your ass. You used it as a suppository earlier. <laughs> yeah, but my, my ass is minty fresh, so... <laughs> His ass, his ass started choking. The fucking these two guys I'm dealing with over here. So Why? I'm sorry we interrupted you. So you no, got home though. with the fucking cat wipes, and what fucking happened? Wait a, wait a minute now. Hold on. Why did you say no tooth for me, no tooth for you? Were you gonna knock their teeth out because they, no. they stiffed you? <laughs> I meant no tooth for me, 
And then she replied, no tooth for you. Oh, okay. I thought you said that too. No teeth, no tooth for me. No tooth for no me. Tooth for no you. tooth for you. You motherfucker. <laughs> Knuckle sandwich. And a ghost yeah. editor. <laughs> nice. Okay. Back to the genie thing. So I pick up the medicine. It's it's just it's just to wash it out in case maybe there's wax in there or something. That's step one. So you get it. So I pick up the medicine. I have to go get food for the family because she couldn't go anywhere and they were outside working. Okay, now I got to pick up food. Now I got to pick up a rotisserie chicken for me because I basically live on it. So I'm like, okay, I got to go. Now I got three stops. Now I know what time we're recording. Okay. So now that gives me just enough time. I get home. I run upstairs. I change my clothes. I get on the treadmill for an hour because that's what I do now. <laughs> Wait, he knew right? we were recording, but he still fit in a workout, this guy. <laughs> Damn straight. I, ha- I have to. Yeah, I got to go, I gotta go with the- today, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. Four straight days so I can take my birthday off, which is Sunday. So and more about that. But anyway, um, so I go on the treadmill for an hour because it's a treadmill day because I took yesterday off. So I- this is the schedule. I can't, I can't. I don't fuck around with it. So now I'm on. I go on the damn thing for an hour. I get off. I go. I shower. I change. I have about 15 minutes to eat dinner before we're going to record here tonight. So I get my rotisserie chicken. I get my corn tortillas. Can it just I roll be it. chicken at this point? Do you have to keep calling it rotisserie? Well, this is rotisserie. <laughs> Yesterday it was chicken, and the day before it was regular chicken. Every time he says rotisserie chicken, I figure he's on the treadmill naked with a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging right there, and he's just ready with it. Autumn. The whole time he's telling me the story, that's what I'm thinking. And it's still so rotis- It's still like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse, rotisserie, me saying rotisserie chicken, or somebody saying uh, whelp, or fucking um, what's the other thing? Oh, whelp. whelp, for sure. Yeah. Whelp is oh. the worst. Whelp yeah. your ass, you know. <laughs> right, whelp. So anyway, uh, now I'm rushing. So I sit down. I got 15 minutes to eat my my chicken. Okay, chicken. How's that? So I sit down. Better. Meet my chicken. I put on TV. I'm doing just fine. And then all of a sudden. You know, the chicken, part of the chicken goes down the, the wrong pipe. Yeah, that's what's in the start, bones. Yeah. I was going so bad hacking that, that, that Ginny got scared and fucking ran downstairs. It was it was a thing. And my wife said, you better go in the backyard. You're fucking scaring me. You might die outside. <laughs> she didn't even attempt to, like, give you a, a, a pat on the back. We just she washed did. the she fucking floors. She did. She okay. backed me two or three times. And they always bother me when this happens because it happens a lot to me. And they're always asking me questions. Like, yeah, what's going on? And I can't write. I'm like, yeah. did, did it help? I'm like, I don't know. That's how I have to answer. They're always asking me. Just give me five minutes. I'll work it out myself. And that's what happened. So I came here. You know, I worked it out. Had some water. My throat's a little sore. Brandon told me that he had a similar situation. He was trying to fucking overdose on six pills at once. And, and he fucked them. You know? <laughs> True story. You see so, yeah. what I have to deal with? What I Jesus. fucking have to deal with. Jesus. Now we got to look at two ugly mugs tonight. Can you hold that up? Can you hold that up, Christian? Oh. Hold, oh. Up, yeah, hold, hold up. Hold up. Yeah, look at that. Two, two fucking mugs. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank God no one watches the video. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your joke. <laughs> well, back to birthdays. Good. We got birthdays coming up, and we got oh. things happening with them. Uh, mine, mine is in, uh, well, mine's tomorrow. And I, I got to do a ma- massive shout out. Uh, you know what, man? SC is the fucking man. Stephen yes, fucking Carpenter, man. I mean, he did something for Brandon's birthday. He, he just did? He, he did something for my birthday. I know he's done something for Dave's because I had a, I had to do some legwork for him to get Dave's email. 
But this is, like, we got the best fucking listeners. Specifically, we got the best one listener, SC. (laughs) (laughs) We got tons of great listeners. Tons. I love them. I love them. I'm sorry. Continue. He said he didn't want this to be a suck fest. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to leave the balls a la carte almost. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the the tip. You take the shaft. Okay. Does that sound fair? Yeah, that's right. We'll share. I could have said anything listening. at that point. Yeah, he was he was on his phone checking emails. <laughs> I wasn't on my no. I was Fuck trying to see. What they that's think. What he, no, you see this. <laughs> I wanted to be prepared, so when you finished, I could say what I had to say about his birthday. I can't, I can't believe that he gave me three hundred dollars. I mean, it's just phenomenal. So I'm just <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do here. I don't even want to know the amount because if it's thirty cents more than he gave me, I'll 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 cancel his Patreon. It's, all I'm I have to kidding. say is thank you, thank you, SC. It was much appreciated. I told you already, but I wanted to do a shout out. I think you, it's well deserved. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Nice, nice. Good it's great. You. And what I did for the first time ever, just I, I logged into Facebook two days ago, and the thing came up. And I've seen this people do this many times. They do the charity thing on Facebook on their birthday. And I said, what the hell? Why not? It's not harming nobody. It's only helping. Why not? So I said, oh, I'll do it because they asked me to do it. So I did it. So I put I, I click a button and it says something about, you know, your charity. And of course, and it was cool because the one charity that's basically my go to was the first one that came up. So I said, oh, I said, this is great. AbandonKitties.com? So, <laughs> what is it? AbandonKitties.com. <laughs> No, it was St. Jude's. St. Jude's is the one thing that I give to the children. <laughs> Don't make it bad. <laughs> Take a dead kid and make him better. Oh. Too soon? <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Christ have mercy. So anyway, Sorry. yes. That's so then I went back to that, Catholicism. St. Jude. St. Jude's, uh, you know, children's research for, for, you know, kids with cancer and whatnot. And, oh, you know, it, it's I didn't my... even know. Brandon, that was horrible now. Oh, yeah. It's my go-to. It's, That's it's why the one... Hey, listen, I, I support St. Jude. I support all children cancer research hospitals. Nice. Yeah. No, it's great. So I just started it for the, to see what was going to happen. I didn't know if anyone was going to donate. I put a little in, you know what I mean? And the next thing you know... People started somehow. We created a thing and it says two hundred dollars. Well, right now, where the heck am I? It says one hundred forty-five is raised. Holy just like shit. that. No, I feel uh, like a fucking asshole. I didn't do a uh, fundraiser. I, buddy, I never planned that. It just happened. I logged into Facebook and it said your birthday's coming. Would you like to do this? And I was like, okay, piece of cake. So why not? So I did it. I saw St. Jude's. I'm like, perfect. Uh-huh. So then right away, Wazell, Wazell was the first guy. He put some in there. Rob Mahoney, my old buddy, he, he, you know, he put some in there. Then Eric Webster came in with a big donation. And then Stephen Carpenter, SC, came in with a big donation. Fuck, man. And Philip, Philip Perron came in. And, and uh, a girl that I don't even know, Melissa Croy Allen, is a Facebook friend that is not involved with the podcast at all. So all of a sudden, I got one. Why, why mention her? I'm editing that part out. Her yeah. name, out. <laughs> Can you get half of our donation back and put it towards Patreon? <laughs> yeah. How do Brandon and I benefit from this? <laughs> Actually, it makes me look like more of a piece of shit since this is something that hit close to home oh, in the last man. year, and I didn't even do a fundraiser. I'm I'm donating to Dave. Christian, fuck you. <laughs> hey, oh, I don't need it. Yeah, I've tried, I feel like a fucking dick now. I'll well, donate. You no, know, I'll, I'll, 
I'll donate to Christian's Tooth Fund. <laughs> did they? <laughs> did they invite you? See, did you get an invitation? Did you get a thing sent to you saying your birthday's coming? Would Absolutely, like and I went delete. <laughs> no, I don't. I hate bugging people it's with them. that shit. I, I, so do so, I. But no, I, did you get asked? Like, I, I made sure that I didn't a, invite. Your birthday's anybody. coming up. Would you like to? Like that that's all it did and I'm like, no, I don't want to buy and I just hit do and I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't realize right. it doesn't really bug anybody, it just sort of posts. No. And... It okay. could. It, you could send invites, but I declined any I just wanted to put it up there and if anybody Uh oh. He broke up. He froze you so froze up. You froze up, Dave, on this. So if anybody wanted to donate, what happened? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I said so if anybody wanted to donate, they would they would see it as a you know a notification and they would do it so why the hell not so i did it and then big donations came in a bunch of people i was like wow look at this so so it was really cool and like i said sc is you know that's awesome that's awesome i'll also donate to christian he's raising money for uh micro penis research (laughs) there's a cure i just know there is keep pulling on it (laughs) keep pulling on (laughs) the premiere of his tooth (laughs) <laughs> I love that he said that at the premiere. There's nothing coming out in Hollywood. Oh. Might as well be my fucking tooth. Hold on a second. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna stay on. It's all good. We're not losing any video or audio or any of this stuff. I'm gonna go over here for one second, and then I'm gonna come back because I realized something the other day, and it had to do with uh, something that I said, and it's podcast related. So. I'm going to go grab these things. But hold on. Maybe I got some else I can see. In the meantime, da, 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 saw five and six. Um, <laughs> you you want to just throw those ratings out there real quick, and then we can get on to whatever else you want. <laughs> oh, here's what I was going to say. Voicemails. The voicemail thing that we had for a long time, and it hasn't worked right in like six months. So I don't know if anybody – I had some people try to call, and I, I try to get the message. Nothing works. This, this, this. So – they sent me a thing in Google and they said, your, your voicemail is going to run out unless you, and I was like, fuck good. Let it run out. So there's no more voicemail, but I would like to say if anybody wants to be heard on the show, just everybody's a, a patron. Everybody is, can send them uh, an audio message on Facebook real easy. Just freaking go to the Facebook messenger and send it to one of us in the thing. Send it to, directly to me if you want, because I'm basically friends with everybody in the group page because I had to friend them to put them in the page. Well, I do yeah. Right. Well, I had to do it. You you guys weren't doing it. So so I friended everybody. Big shot. In the, you know, <laughs> now, if anybody wants to be heard, <laughs> if anybody wants to be heard, that's all you got to do. Just send me a message. Just go on the freaking Facebook messenger, press the record button, say what you want, and we'll play it on the show. So that's the new voicemail. There you go. And Dale Strom, I wanted to, to shout something out with, with him because this happened uh, – I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm going to come correct here. I've had people since I've been involved in podcasting for years, listeners approach me and they say, Hey, I started this. I'm doing a YouTube. I'm doing a podcast. Check it out. And oh, I can his, tell you, his YouTube is awesome. Oh, so you have, so, so you're aware. Okay. Oh yeah. He reached out to me behind the scenes and asked if I'd like to check them out before they went live. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for reaching out. To, thanks he was for reaching the big out to me. <laughs> I just tried to be an asshole because I had a one up you before, but no, his YouTube rules. And I thought I told you that he did a, a twilight zone one. Cause I knew it would be right up your alley. Maybe I fucked up, but I maybe thought I told you, you he did. Maybe I forgot either way. 
His channel is called the Big Chill Theater. And he sent me one that he did in a creep show. And it was really good. And I was like, I had to message him. And it took me like a few days because it was like 15 minutes. And I, I don't watch YouTube videos. I just don't have the time. I said I don't. To watch <laughs> like it did. I, I got 36 seconds for tomorrow. That's how I might be able to get 40. I got a wolf down this rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Do you this eat the knuckles? Do you eat the knuckles on the chicken? <laughs> oh, stop! No. Oh, come on! That's the best part. Do you eat the not, the, the beaks? Do you eat chicken beaks? Not the beaks, no but beaks. you know when you eat like a drumstick and they've got that little that little knuckle part on the top of the bone. I don't eat the drumstick. Talking about the piece of bone sticking out of the top? Why get a rotisserie chicken if you're not eating the dark meat? You just eat the breast, don't you, you motherfucker? I, correct. I don't eat the dark uh, meat. The, the dark I, I feed the dark meat to Ginny. I give it to Ginny. Okay. Actually, I don't know what kind of chickens you have in uh, Canada that are walking around with fucking knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Our chickens so are knuckleless. <laughs> yeah, fuck a bunch of fucking... You're eating gibbons. <laughs> Fucking big old knuckle draggers. Like your chickens are like this big. Rotisserie fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Dave Chug was eating a double D chicken breast. Yeah, that's it. I'm getting it all. Steroids, everything. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So anyway, Big Chill Theater. That's Dale Strom's channel. And everybody, next show, I'm going to shout out everybody that's a patron that has a podcast or a YouTube channel. I didn't have enough time to do that, but I wanted to make sure I shouted out Dale because he reached out to me recently, and I, I wanted to put it out there. So, but it's so great production but value. It's well it done. Is. Like it, that's, and I'm I'm particular with that shit too. And he does it well. Very. So right. Uh, I agree. I, I'll, I'll I'll second that shout out. <laughs> very good. Because I told him this literally. This is what I said. I said I confess that I've been conditioned to expect the worst mainly because of many years of listeners starting YouTubes. But th- honestly, this was a, pre- a pleasant surprise. Well, I'm just, I'm just shooting. I'm just I'm Five a great shooter. It's true. <laughs> this guy muting himself. Anyway, oh, people do this shit all the myself. time. We can't hear a word you're saying. How Not the fuck word, did I mute see? myself? I don't know. Maybe Brandon, I you son of a bitch. <laughs> Brandon did it. It doesn't did matter. It. You're, you're going to hear me on this one. Just You're on, on, <laughs> it'll only be on the video. It will only be on the video. I'm because sorry. I, on this I, one, you'll never hear it. I won't do it again. I just, I just wanted to see his smug face. <laughs> <laughs> this smug. is why Twenty Two Shots hates you. Everyone hates. <laughs> you. That's why Dale didn't even. He, I said to him, I said, "Do you have a YouTube channel?" He's like, "Nope. Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Hold on. Keep going. I'm just walking here for three yeah. feet. Dave, yeah, just go in there. Stay in there for a little while. All right, let's get to Saw 5 real quick while he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I want to show you guys something really cool. Remember I told you about the two Funkos I got, right? The two Funkos oh. are both from listeners. What right? else did the listeners said you? <laughs> Hold on. The, the, this, uh, it's, been, it's been discussed, but I noticed something the other day. How cool is this? I don't want nothing to do with Funkos except the ones that I have, right? Now, look at check it out. Look what it says. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers on them. Oh, that's Whoa! awesome. That's Ain't crazy. that crazy? 611 and 612. 611 is Sackhead Jason. 612 is Black Phillip. It just so happens to be that those are the ones I have. Isn't that, isn't that nuts? Oh, yeah, I, got, like my, yeah, I got 612. I got 612. Feels like bingo <laughs> over here. I got no, bingo. It's Black Phillip right there. It's 612. What are you looking at? I got the other oh, ones okay. up there, you fucking oh, skunks. Jesus. They're very nice. Send me some cool. NECAs. I'd send I just you think shit. Six twelve. They just happen to be the two I have. It's like meant to be. You know what I mean? So 
I don't know, pretty pretty wild. And it, that is actually really cool. Yeah, man. I was like, I just walked by him the other day. And I said, wait a minute. What? I only have, I only have one. What? You have one <laughs> Funko? One Funko. What is, what is it? Uh, Hannibal. Oh, and, nice. Do you have a mask on at least? Yeah. It's got the, oh. uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I want Black Phillip too. I'm not a huge Funko guy, but I love the Hannibal one. I love Black Phillip. I got to get him. But I'm, I don't really collect them either. I no, just they all look Jasons, good. Really. Black no, those Phillip. are cool. Thank you to Christine. You need like a, a Jason's cool. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Christine. <laughs> this guy, he'll never, he'll never live from, it down. I got the, I got the three from hell promo code. Can I exchange that for a Black Phillip Funko? I love that. <laughs> I love that you got that promo code and you hate that movie so much. It warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. I know you. I really absolutely. like it. I like really like it is what I should say. What do you mean I absolutely? Say. <laughs> absolutely. We know you love it. We I know you have it. horrible taste in films. Oh, whatever. I think I think Rob Zombie just lost his. Uh, I don't know. Whatever he had, I think he lost it with his last two movies. I, I sadly. Yeah. Like his passion's gone or something. I just feel like I don't know. I think maybe he had his heart broken. You know what I mean by the studios a few times, and he, he just doesn't want to put as much into it as, as he once did. That that's my theory on Rob Zombie. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. <laughs> you don't you don't think you could tell the difference between Three from Hell and, and Devil's Rejects like as a movie when you're watching it? I'm not here to diss it. I'm just saying. Well, no, I, I've rated it lower, but I don't consider it nearly as bad as how Brandon rates it. I think I still think it's it's a good movie. I still quite enjoy it. Like I rated it a seven or seven and a half, seven, seven and a half, somewhere around there. And you know, Devil's Rejects. I think I had like a nine and a half, ten. Well, there's, that's what I'm saying. Just like his, his his filmmaking style. I mean, even look at the one, the, the two prior to Thirty One and, and Three from Hell. Just look at like the production value and the um, just the cinematography. Everything that happened in like in H2 and in Lords of Salem, and then take those two movies. I, I bet you could find somebody and say, here, watch H2 and, and watch Lords of Salem, and there was nothing about Rob Zombie, and then show them 31 and uh, 3 from Hell, and they won't even think it's the same director. That That's that's just the way I feel. I don't think they're complete Boom. That's all I'm saying. I, I just think there's a, a significant difference in a lot between those two movies, those four movies, you know? Well, okay. I mean... Don't you don't see it though. No, I mean, I, what I think is, I, I half agree with what your earlier statement was that I think he got his heart broken from the studios, and these are independent, mm-hmm. lower budget movies. But I still think his thumbprint is on them. To I still agree. think you could. I, I still think you could tell it's a Rob Zombie film. Too whether, bad he had whether his whether thumb like up his ass. <laughs> because of his language, mostly no, because of the language in the stars. Yeah. yeah. What? What? What do you say? Wah 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How about uh, eventually there's going to be a thing like whelp, but it, but it's going to be wah wah, you know. But uh, surprised nobody writes that, you know. I have no idea that, what's going on. I think they do you know write that. Look at Chris. So like the wah wah blues. Wah 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 wah. You write that? Well, no. How do you write? I don't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Someone's uh, going to start doing it. How uh, would like you know writing you? out wah wah wah? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, I do. Now I, I get do it. write out waka waka, which is. I guess well, that, one step closer. Yeah, waka waka, you could write wah wah wah. How would you like that? <laughs> if if you could if you do W A A, it's gonna look like you're crying. You can't go wah wah wah. You know. W H A wah wah and W H A. That'd be like a wah. 
Wah. Yeah, it's gonna look right. It's gonna look like wah, wah, wah. What? JJ, what? Uh, well, anyway. I think we uh, just are done with this conversation right now. I think we met our quota. I think we met our quota for for pre-game or for for pre-review bullshit now. Yes, happy early birthdays to both of you. Glad Thanks. you guys got all these nice, awesome gifts. Thank you. Like you yeah. never got anything. You just talked about when Heather gave him, as she gave him something. This fucking guy pretending he's like I'm a not getting, give him all if, kinds of things. If I'm not getting anything at this exact <laughs> moment, I'm bitter. I want I want gifts all the time. Like every day is my birthday. Someone give him a fucking haircut. Do we have to start having unbirthday parties for you every, every show? Is that we're gonna go Alice in Wonderland style? The fucking Bandon's the Mad Hatter now. <laughs> Ah, uh, very merry birthday to you. You know. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> okay, next week I'm gonna come. Fuck, I'm gonna have the hat and everything. The fucking Mad Hatter's hat. I'll sing to you. I'll dress like the fucking Mad Hatter. How's that? Christian, have your fact, tooth. Yes. I don't know. I have no clue when this fucking thing's coming in. This is like delayed. Like every Halloween. This is why you see premiere. It's delayed like Tenant. It's delayed like Mulan. Everything. Fuck Are you em. all right? Are you having a stroke? Why would happen? You put words together. What happened? He's mad. I don't know. He's mad. He's mad. He's losing his mind. Well, I'll tell you what. Halloween, he should be what? He should be a gold tooth. Oh, could you imagine that? Yeah, iced cappuccino. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Gold tooth. Ding. (laughs) You know? But I'm I'm not. I I tell you what. Halloween, fuck him. That's right. Fuck Halloween kills. I will only steal that movie. I'm going on record to say it. Why? I'll tell you why. Because they could have done a really nice thing and made money in the process. All they had to do was this October. Halloween falls on a Saturday. It's going to be a great thing. We got a full moon. We, we, we set the clocks back. It's a fucking a, a great night, right? Now, what they could do to make this, you know, the world's been in the shitter for the past fucking year. So now, why not on Friday night, the October 30th, they don't have to spend any money for advertisements. Just drop Halloween kills on fucking VOD for 20 bucks. Boom. Just fucking drop it. You know how many people would run? They would flock to see a new Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis in it. People would love They would make enough money on that Friday and that Saturday. That, that, that weekend alone, I think they would do just fucking fine. But no, those greedy fucking cocksuckers don't want to give us a, a little bit of a fucking present. They're going to hold it a whole other year. I can, I can, uh, another movie, I understand Mulan or whatever the fuck, they're going to delay till 2021. I can understand that to a degree, but Halloween, it's a special thing. Why not fucking do something for the fans of the franchise and just fucking put it out now? That's all I'm saying. So because of that, I say, fuck them. I'm not going to be like the rest of the people that are going to be there with fucking shit eating grins and say, oh, thank you. Fucking two years too late. I'm so, I'm here to fucking suck Michael Myers dick. No, I'm not doing it. I will fucking. I'll do it for you. I'm, I'll like I have no problem with it. I think they wanted to get people back in the theaters again. I don't. I don't see the big deal. And why would you be putting your clocks back a week early? That, that's, that's the. <laughs> is it on the thirty first today? It's it's always the week after now. It used to be the week before Halloween. It's for this year. Oh, it's happening it on Halloween. It's a Saturday. It's a fucking full moon, and it's the clock thing. It's a great Halloween. <laughs> and it's the clock thing. Yeah, flavor, dude. flavor. Because <laughs> <laughs> clock. that's clocking them. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I check your facts time. here, but I have nothing I against them checking. postponing it a year. I'm mad. I'm I'm upset. I wanted to see it, but I'll just go see it a year later. Fuck that shit. I don't I like. Po- I pulled my they back muscle go. turning back my grandfather clock. 
Fact check me all you want. I'm just mad, and they're not getting my fucking money. That's all I'm going to tell you. So if I don't see that movie in time to do the best of 2021 or whatever the fuck, sorry, I'm not doing it. I will, I will steal that movie. That's I'm it. with not, Dave. I'm Dave is right. See it anyway. Dave is right. Of course I'm right. But it's a November 1st, so it doesn't really matter. Because it, happens, mean? it, it happens on matter. Sunday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's 2 a.m. in the morning that it happens, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That Halloween night, you fucking, you, that's when you get a good night's sleep. So you, you always, can party you always, your ass yeah, off. You always turn it back before it hits midnight, and before it hits 2 a.m. I always turn it, it back matter. like eight hours before anyway. The bottom line is we <laughs> get an America. hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's The bottom line is we get an extra hour. You party all Halloween night, and then you get an extra hour to fucking to sleep on Halloween the day after. How are you going to eat candy with the, the, the COVID mask on? Oh, fuck. You shove a kick hat <laughs> up your ass. Shit. Anyway, I know maybe I'm pretty angry about Halloween, but don't you think Don't you think they would do just fine to release that movie on VOD uh, on that week? They don't have to pay too much money for advertisement. Nothing. I mean, I don't know. I sure, but if I was a filmmaker, I'd like it. to see it in the theater. They should just cancel the film. Shut the fuck up. God, this so is what I got to deal with. Listeners out there... Yeah, I might have some crazy taste. I hey, might have isn't liked Halloween Black like your 12 favorite 2019. Anyway? I might have liked it, given it like a six. A six, not like a fucking ten like these guys. But I'm the voice of reason here. Yeah, you have to believe reason. me. Why? Trust me. McC- 90% percent Chainsaw is his favorite film. And 90% the voice of, of the people are going to agree with me. <laughs> 90%. On what? That they don't care. They, they would say, yes, it may, have been, it may have made money dropping on VOD. I'm not questioning that, but I have no problem waiting a year to see it in the theater. Brandon's saying That's cancel fine. the movie, half-joking, I know, but he's saying it. You're, you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. I've won this. Hook, line, and fucking sinker. I've won you the argument. You know why you've won it? Because of fucking Halloween fanboys. Oh, Mike is the this best. is our Patreon group. Mike is the best. Our Patreon group's not but, Halloween fanboys. I think they're pretty open to, to say yay or nay. Halloween fanboys are like Philadelphia sports fans. The worst. We're the he, filmmakers he, he, of Discord service when we need them. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. I'm just saying, I don't want to be a fucking mark. I don't want to be smacked around by these fucking greedy cocksuckers and but say, Dave, we Dave. could really give it to you now, but you know what? Fuck you. Wait Dave. a year. We're going to take your money next year. I'm gonna, you know? But why, why? I mean, look, all seriousness, why Why for that film? I understand. like the Only the for that every, film. Only for that film. Why not for something like Quiet Place 2 or Candyman? Because they could easily say, you know what? We could drop this film on Halloween. I, okay. I'm not happy about those things either, but I, yeah. I'm not as angry as I am with Halloween because it's a fucking time-sensitive movie. Put it out on fucking Halloween Give us, give us people that have been in the shitter for a year a, a fucking nice gesture, and you're still gonna make money. People yeah. will fucking be, they'll be so happy to have that happen. Maybe they'll well, do I, it as a surprise. But if you made it, it as a film, you want it to be experienced in a the theater. I can understand if it was. T- to be honest, I can understand Terrifier two. These movies work sometimes better on a small screen, but. Like Halloween, I don't know. Like if I was, if I had the budget and I was, it was my movie, I'd be like, yeah, no, I, I, I let's postpone it and put it in a theater. I want people to see it in a theater. It's all about money. I know. I Unfortunately, just, it is. I mean, Halloween's going to do amazing when it comes out next year in the theaters. It just is. Whereas you're right, a film like Terrifier, I mean, it, it'd probably do well in the theaters now, but you know, it, it'll make a few million dollars. It won't make. 200 million like Halloween will. Well, Terrifier is setting, uh, being set up to be coming out, like the guy appears on Halloween, right? So that that's probably when they're dropping it, right in around there, and it'll probably make a killing on VOD. Hopefully it does. It looks great. 
that. The trailer for Terrifier 2 looks amazing. You I think Terrifier, is it, you think that might drop this Halloween, you're saying? Well, they have the pre, the trailer out. I'm a, I'm assuming it's coming for Halloween. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it I would be a smart was... move on their part. With, with Was it ever supposed to be theatrical? Come on. That's going to be imagine, theatrical. I can't imagine. Well, I think that would. Yeah. I think they'll I do VOD so. and then Netflix or something like that, right? Netflix. And look what's happening now. Universal struck that deal. They're going to be putting out movies, freaking VOD, within three weeks of the release. So it's, it's kind of a win-win. I'll tell you what. I won't be going to the movies nearly as much, you know? Oh. I'll, I'll pay the twenty dollars for for the VOD, and me and my wife and my daughter can stay right home. I can pause the movie when I want to pause it. I can eat what I want to eat. I can do whatever the fuck I want. No rotisserie chicken during the That's movies. what I love about the theater. You can't pause, so like I just sit there and watch the movie. Whereas when I'm at home, I do have the tendency of pausing to go take a piss, pause to go to this. There, I'll sit in my fucking piss and vomit and puke. <laughs> sure, sometimes. All of it, huh? Yeah. Why no not? shame. At that point. At that point, what? I got the whole road to myself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Brandon? You the... Yeah. You looked like you had like a little uh, anxiety attack. No, hotflesh. Hotflesh. Choking. Fucking stifling here. Uh, stifling, huh? Listening oh. to this guy. Fucking Halloween fanboy, Matthew McConaughey, Texas Chainsaw fanboy, Three from Hell fanboy. It's like, talk about something good. Oh, sorry. I like horror films. I apologize. <laughs> what, do you like good horror films? I like I like everything. I like it. Do you though? Except for except for the craft. <laughs> <Do you though? laughs> yeah. No, actually, well, there's a lot of know. movies I don't like, but we'll get to them, and they're not. None of them are tonight, so it doesn't matter. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, that, that's good news. You All were right. supposed to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. Uh, in all in all seriousness, just to wrap that up. I mean, I kind of came out and said it, but I'm I. I kind of agree with Christian. I get why the big studio would want to hold off on a theatrical release like that. Personally, I don't care because I'm not as invested in it as other people are, but I, I would rather see, you know, Candyman or, um, what was the other one named? Quiet Place 2, you know, drop. Or a fucking sauce, Spiral. sauce Spiral. 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 Spiral will be, yeah. <laughs> well, Spiral and A Quiet Place 2, for sure. I actually have no interest to see the new Candyman from I, I actually no, like the trailer. No I like the trailer for it for some reason. I know a lot of people didn't. I watched. I was like, you know what? This looks interesting. I I think it has promise. Don't know if it'll be good. Might be horrible, but piqued my interest. But oh, I mean, I'll oh. watch it. I just don't have any interest. In, like if I saw that in theater, great. If I didn't, I'm not losing sleep over it. But the I'll see it only because if I I'll, I'll be able to see it for free in the theater. Well, so if you not? see it when we turn the clocks ahead, you will be losing sleep over it. <laughs> <We're trying> to <laughs> fall back. Spring I know, forward. that's why I'm saying, that's fall why I said back. when we turn the clocks ahead. I didn't say fall back. I meant the spring. I said... Fall back, homie. Fall yeah. back. Fall back, spring ahead. April has 30. Maple, June, and September. All the rest have 31 except for... The Mutilator 2. Fall back. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Let's start yeah. these fucking reviews. <laughs> We're going on a fall back. <laughs> Nice. I just wanted to polish up Christian's joke. It was a good joke, oh. but I had to make it laughable. <laughs> laughable. Laughable's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can we do these fucking reviews? It's nine o'clock already. We're supposed to be done by oh, now. Oh, mud on. All right, all right. Let's, let's do it. All right. Oh, and I want to let everybody know I took lots of notes. Did you? I took so many fucking notes. I you took won't lots of it. notes. Well, I think so for me, I took lots of notes. Maybe for you guys, I didn't take lots of notes. But for comparatively to zero notes, I took lots of notes. 
So you're actually participating tonight? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> I feel bad for that joke. All right, Soft Five. Uh, written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. Directed by David Hackle. Hackle. Following Hackle's tale. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Following Jigsaw's grisly dem demise, Mark Hoffman is commended as a hero, but Agent Strom is suspicious and delves into Hoffman's past. Meanwhile, another group of people are put through a series of gruesome tests. Okay. A uh, group okay. of people. A group of put people. through tests. We talked about Saw 2 when we talked about it. They did a, they, and they did a similar thing here, and in this this case, they did it right. Yes! Agreed, except I do have some, there, I have some questions and some issues that don't take away from my, my enjoyment of the movie because really these things never, overall, they don't really, but I just noticed them. And I, I think it's because I also watched, as I've, I've kind of blurted on, uh, on uh, Facebook and whatnot, I've now watched most of these three times this year. <laughs> Where Dave and I are actually having a medal made for you at this moment. Perfect. <laughs> Why can't I toot my own horn, you fucking skunk? Because I want to toot your horn. You, I'm just afraid I'll choke heel. on it. He's a fucking <laughs> heel again. I am a heel tonight. I have a lot of jokes at your expense. Yeah. Sorry, that's, just make it very oh, easy. That's fine. I, I dish it out. I got to take it, but just... I always <laughs> said, and it's been a while since I revisited the franchise, but I always said that part five felt like a filler, like it didn't progress the story. And, and with that hmm. said... It doesn't really progress the story forward because it's more about how Hoffman got involved. I mean, this even goes back to Hoffman before he meets John, let alone him working with John. So while I still maintain that it is a little bit of a filler in terms of not necessarily driving the story fully forward, man, I had a blast with it this time. Yeah, it's a more, fun more movie. So than I, more so than I have in the past. This used to be always one of the weaker ones for me, and man, I'm going I'm to blow this one just as hard as I've been blowing the first uh, four because I think it's... Nice. Uh, it's one of the quickest watches of the first five. I, I give that credit to four, but this one, I, that's why I said, I think I could pop on four and five. Last episode, yeah. I said that four or five, and we'll get to six because it's just a boom, boom, and bam. I, I just think it, it's it's a great continuation of the story. They're fun. They're faster paced than three. Again, not the shit of three. Just think I feel it's faster paced and they're fun movies and they're gory. But it, but for whatever Indeed. reason, even though I was shitting on how three dwells on the gore, the gore here works and it's still kind of it's fun. Good. Even though it's it's good. There's a few there's a few added CGI's, uh, you know, squirts here and there that are uh, kind of like, why'd you do that? You didn't need that, but but the gore does work. Otherwise, I mean, the opening the opening Oof. trap, the the pendulum trap for for Seth. Great, great trap. Oh. Yeah, oh. and I love it because it plays out, and you're like, what the fuck? The guy's just getting killed. And then he's yeah. like, I did what I was supposed to do. And he could see the <laughs> eye looking through the the, the, the yeah. thing. And then you're like, oh, it's so fucking good. And it's gory, but it's fun. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. I love that kill. It's one of the best kills in the franchise, honestly. It's great with the freaking the, the, yeah. the, the pendulum and the freaking getting cut up. And, in, how, in and how he lives for a while with it, even though it cuts him. And how yeah. Jigsaw later references that it's poorly uh, put yeah. together and that the steel wasn't tempered. Tempered steel, and, yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, so like the guy was like still, <laughs> Seth was still alive and he's like gurgling and spitting blood before it fully cuts him in half. Really, oh. really well done. Now, here's the deal. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Let me let me get to, let, me, let me say my first point. My first point is this about that kill. Why would he bother to make a tape 
to make it look like a fucking jigsaw trap. <laughs> this guy, at this point, no one knows who Jigsaw even is. This is very early in. No, no one I even th- really I think knows. you're supposed to know. I think there is Jigsaw. That's Eddie was doing, yeah, a, there he is. Was doing a Roy copycat, which is why yeah. I, I've, I've always jokingly said, this part five is like Friday the 13th part five. Even though we've been introduced to Hoffman before, it's like he is Roy. Yes, but full-fledged. why? But what I'm saying is... Just, just to hide it within the realm of the Jigsaw. Yeah. That's literally it. So and he's he's anticipating the tape getting fucking picked up. I see what you're saying. Why go through the trouble? Is, yeah, I think he probably left it there for like the tape being found as part of the evidence and everything else. And at the time, they wouldn't have noticed anything with the jigsaw piece cut it out. And we find out later that it was cut with the... With it a, was cu- cut out, you mean, not yeah. cut it out. Did I say cut it out? <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut it out. out. Who are you? Cut yeah. But with, without what a, a scalpel. Okay, sorry. Yeah, scalpel the, versus a jagged edge. Serrated, yeah. No, for the for the for the guy for the victim. Why let the victim think that it's a fucking saw trap? Why not just go in there and fucking slice up the victim, and that's the end of it? Why do that? You know what I'm saying? Why go through the trouble of fucking yeah. saying, "Oh, you have a choice to make," and this and that, and give him the fucking whole rigmarole for what reason? If he's not going to let him out anyway, and no, how? Why do that? You know you're saying? right, because at the end of the day, he's hiding from... It's not like that's on video. Right. So you're right, yeah, so but, Hoffman's but, but, not there, but... <laughs> but if he, if Seth Bassler turns up dead, Hoffman would probably be a suspect. So hiding it under the guise of a jigsaw trap. I mean, I agree with you, Dave. If I mean, he's a cop. He could just kill the guy who brutally murdered his sister and make him disappear. No one, no cop would even say anything. But he's even saying, why, why, why hide behind a wall, put the tape out? Why not just kill him and then plant like a tape and whatever else afterwards so it's still a jigsaw murder i think he yeah. wants him to suffer i no, mean it, the, the games are brutal so it makes sense no i and brandon i know what you're saying and that's how i was thinking of it i get yeah. what dave is saying now though yeah it's me like, too yeah okay i wasn't sure if you were getting it so, no no <laughs> <laughs> that's my question that's all and another question pertaining to the same thing which happens later with jigsaw when jigsaw says to him and let me let me try to say um Everybody deserves a chance. Killing is distasteful. You're at a crossroads, detective. Okay, this is what he says. Killing is distasteful. Get off your high horse, John. All right, you're a fucking killer. I love, I love Jigsaw. I love Tobin Bell in the series. But every time he gives one of these speeches where I despise murderers, get off your high horse. Killing is distasteful is a bad line too. Like it's a, it's not the best written line. It's almost like I, I hope they were going for comedy there. Oh, I like it. No, really, I like it. He thinks it's distasteful. He th- he thinks that what what he's doing is on another level. What these people are doing are fucking any asshole can murder somebody. Because what he's doing, he's fucking an engineer. He's doing things the right way, and he's doing it for what morally he thinks are the right reasons. I that that fits in with his character for him to say distasteful. You guys don't see that. Come I on. agree. No, I agree with Brandon you. Brandon agrees with I, you. I, I do. I, 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 I laugh out loud every time he says it. It's, it's it's some of the dialogue throughout the whole franchise. I always thought was a little cheesy and stuff, particularly in the tapes where it felt like repetitive. But this time, I'm finding it less silly and less cheesy than I used to. But I, 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 I used to be oh. there, Christian, with in terms of you know oh, that's kind of cheesy, it's kind of you know cringe or laughable. But oh, and I, now, I, and, and I didn't even laugh. I went LOL, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote out wah, so, wah, wah. 
<laughs> if someone can figure out a way. <laughs> nice. So back to distasteful. The point I was trying to make was this. He tells him that it's distasteful to be given credit for work that's not mine, especially inferior work. Yeah. And then he tells him the blade on the pendulum was inferior, and he explains why. But here's my question. How did Jigsaw know? So Jigsaw found out there was a crime scene and fucking just for the hell of it went to visit it and very nobody true. knew he was fucking there. Yeah. Right. How did he know? You're right. That's that's a very valid point. You know? How I didn't I don't question think that. It. That's a great that's a Davism. That's how that's what how Dave's mind works. I never questioned that. That's very true. There's no way yeah. he would have known. No, how would he even if a murder did happen, a jigsaw murder was to happen and the and the cops knew about it, obviously, how would he know? You know what I mean? Well, hey, this is Uh, the jigsaw. He would know. He would know because he's been following these cops the whole time. All of them. I mean, don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. It's a good. It really is a valid point because I never thought about it. But don't forget, this is I mean, he's active at this point. So he's got eyes on Matthews. The back of his head. Hoffman. (laughs) Carrie. Rig. Yeah. So he's busy as fuck. So you're telling me every crime scene he's going to be there? So yeah. a cat gets caught in a fucking tree. Someone gets busted for fucking heroin. He doesn't know when he sees cops coming in. What what exactly? You mean he does seem to know me, everything every about time. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he does know a lot. I'll give him that. But anyway, it was just something that I noticed. I believe he visited the crime scene, yes. That's fair. Okay. Or maybe I'm, he read about it. Maybe I they, can live with it. Maybe yeah, they, I, they, they read about yeah. it. Maybe, maybe they and wrote this, about, And this know, pendulum killed a man. It was not made of tapered steel. Tempered, <laughs> tempered, tempered, tempered steel. Tapered. <laughs> tapered would have been worse. You use tapered steel. I got a real tempered. distaste for your cock right now. My micro cock. The. But okay. I agree, Dave. That that but that's a, an error. I think that's an error. No, I don't it's think... not an error. He's a genius engineer mastermind. One out of ten. These police officers. One out of ten. He's following them all. <laughs> I love the movie. That this movie is the bastard child of this fucking. Yeah. People shit on it. I and love I've that though. So did I, and I, I still will. But it's funny that that is a very valid point. Uh, one out of ten. The... He knows everything about all the cops. <laughs> he makes it a point of knowing everything about all the cops who are investigating him and trying to track him down in his hometown. Hoffman's one of the lead investigators on the case. He even gets an okay. accommodation for being on the case since the very beginning. So, of course, Jigsaw knows about him and has eyes on him. Okay, you better how, did Jigsaw, <laughs> how did Jigsaw know Strom? When Strom shows up at the end of the fucking... At the end of uh, 3 slash 4... Okay, and he shoots fucking Jeff, and that whole thing goes on. Right now, think about the timeline here. This is fucking three. Strom was just introduced to Hoffman earlier in this very film, right? Remember, yeah. he comes on, this is Agent. Okay, so you can't say Hoffman told him. So, how did Jigsaw, because it was a Jigsaw tape, how did he know that fucking Strom was going to start on the next journey? Because right after he killed the fucking Jeff, he goes up and he sees the thing hanging there, and he, it, it's a tape, and he says That's- to him, that's one hundred percent. This is going to be your sanctuary or your grave. That's one hundred percent a Hoffman tape. How can it be a Hoffman tape when he just met him a little bit ago? And, and he, you know what I'm saying? The timeline. I don't think it, it would match up. Remember, yeah, this, this thing time. was set. This, this the plan for part three and part four was set into motion after part two. We're in part five now, and this is the end of four, beginning of five. He doesn't meet Strom until, remember, if you look at the movie, watch the, 
watch when the events take place. No, he meets Strom at the carry trap. And carry is killed at the beginning of three, which is also the beginning of four. So you think maybe. But it's six months he, later for sure. Because yeah, it's six, it's six, yeah, exactly. It's six and months Hoffman later. Knew, and how did Hoffman... Okay, so let's go further then. If not the mastermind jigsaw, how did Hoffman know that Strom was going to show up Kill Jeff and fucking and infiltrate and be there at that time to go on this this journey. Because, dude, dude, like I it said, said in the movie, if you're good at anticipating the human mind, it leaves nothing to chance. And Jigsaw right. is, but is Hoffman? Yes. Okay. If you're willing to accept that Hoffman's got that kind of mind, yes. that's okay. I, I'm just questioning. <laughs> no, it's fine. And I, I, when we started this series, I said hey, there's a lot, there's lunacy here too, but you just you go with it. Like the way that they construct it is great, but when you Start picking it apart. There are going to be, there are going to be issues. There are going to I be issues. I think the fact that, but, but like you said, Christian, the fact that they went six months after Carrie to Matthews, that gives them enough time, both of them. Yep. So I could even, I could even pull back on saying it's definitely a hopping tape. Maybe it is a jigsaw tape. Maybe in that six months period they had enough time to to it study like Strom. Jigsaw tape to me. It, you know, That's... it could be. I, I'm, I'm not. I can't say I'm 100 percent committed to a hopping tape. I always thought it was because it felt like it just. You know, the way it plays out, it's clearly... You know, I would assume it was a Hoffman tape, too, only because I thought that he would want... He was the one setting up Strom. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. But, it, you know, given the time frame, they both have time to, to, to study him. And Hoffman, I mean, uh, Strom, very much like Hoffman, very much like Amanda, I, I find that they're kind of predictable in a way. They all have an Achilles heel that they can't seem to, to let go of. You know, Strom, Strom is very arrogant, just just oh. almost like uh, he, he's very much like uh, Matthews, just not willing to sit back. It's very much a Matthews type thing where all great. he really that, has that to do. That becomes his undoing because yeah. it, it makes him look like the prime suspect uh, throughout, which yeah. is great. <laughs> but these well, are, listen, I mean, these are, I'm glad you're bringing up these points. I'm just, there's a reason why. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. I know that I'm sounding like the fucking the curmudgeon, and I love the Saw series, so why is Dave doing that? The reason I'm doing that... <laughs> the reason person. I'm... I love it. The thing is, a lot of people have come at me in the past, and I... W w with certain things about the Saw series, and usually I've been able to answer them, but when I'm watching the movie... And I see something, I'm like, uh, not 100% sure. Yeah. I want people listening to be able to hear that. And I'm, I'm doing it for the benefit of, of, of the franchise, like Absolutely. to the listener. I want them to hear the things that even I'm questioning and say, okay, Brandon, you had an answer. That's fine. But these are things that I think no, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. We should do it. I think that makes I for love better the reviews. Franchise. Yeah. I do. And I, and I, and I, I don't want to play favorites just because I happen to love the movie. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to call something out if I see it. But when I call it out, I'm hoping to get the answer. I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to, even if I have a little thought in my head, I'm yeah. like, well, maybe I'm giving it a pass. Let's see if I put it out there, what they say. And yeah, if I'm, they say I'm, what I'm thinking. I'm going to call out something in the next movie, which is one of my favorite saws in part six, that just really bothered me the first time I saw it. still bothers me watching it this time, especially the way it plays out. It's a cool scene, but it just totally bothers me. It just, it just. It should have been better, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. But Hoffman, I mean, I, I don't. I think Hoffman's underrated. I could say that now. I, I was love never. Hoffman. I was never a diehard Hoffman fan, but I'm definitely a bigger fan now. Cause you, I mean, it's been a while since I revisited the franchise. So getting the backstory, remembering everything with the sister and stuff, why Seth's trap is unwinnable, makes sense. The fake test that he goes through when John kidnaps him, the hair trigger, 
you know, that's not the real test, which is another thing I love in part six. The ending of part six, Hoffman in the reverse bear trap Mm. and it flashing back to the tape playing in four. And this is his actual test because Jigsaw knew where that test is going to take place, where Jill was going to put him on. I'm sorry I'm jumping to the other movie, but Jill knew he knew that was going to be in the room where he could actually take the bear trap off if he did exactly what he did. Hmm. Well, we'll get to it. One hundred percent. I'm not even I'm not even wanted him to escape. You're telling me. It Wait, was his test. We have another movie to get to. We haven't even got through this right. one yet. It was right. his test. Okay. All right. You guys shit on right. me the okay. other day for jumping ahead to a couple of movies. Right, right. This is true. Well, so Jill okay. gets the box, which Brandon was talking about, which we don't right. know what's in the box yet, <laughs> uh, but it contains the reverse bear trap in there. I'm uh, Hey, spoiler. Next movie. We're I not love there yet. No, it's the next scene. <laughs> it's the next movie. Either way, the it makes movie. me sad, though. What's the next she gets movie? the box in this movie. She gets no, the box. No, the uh, oh. the reverse bear trap is revealed. That's what I said. Oh, it revealed. I'm I, sorry. I said we said we don't know what's movie. in the box right now. Yeah. Just so said, don't be talking about the reverse bear trap. Sorry. That's the next movie. <laughs> I, but I like the little tidbits of like Jigsaw's dead, but we see the publications of him being the mastermind. I think it was Time yeah. Magazine. The woman reading the wait the waiting room realizing Jill Tuck it's is yeah. the girl in there. I love that little those little bits, and they 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 sprinkle them in the the series a bit. There's a couple of those that are great. Like it's in six, he's on. They're doing like a a newscast on him or an expose on Jigsaw as well. And the uh, Williams watching it, but it's I love that shit. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Um, what about Strom? I mean, I I know you guys don't like Strom. I I I kind of like him, and I love uh, I love the oh. water trap. I love I love that oh. trap. I Wait, love the listen, fact the water trap. Here's the problem with the water trap. They it show everything. No, I love that scene. Fantastic, but they show that he took his gun, his knife, his other thing on the counter. They didn't take the goddamn pen out of his pants. No. Why would you take his pen? You would take. They his, took everything his else. They would. They would. What did he do with his wallet? <laughs> American Express. No. <laughs> like, they hey, took listen, his wallet out, listen, but they didn't if take I'm the gonna, pen. If I'm going to let the pen the pen slide in, in uh, Silence of the Lambs, my favorite horror movie of all time, how the hell did he get the pen when he's tied up, then I'm going to let the pen slide being, you know, just mishandled or misseen in, uh, by Hoffman. I only thought of it on the last last view, but they specifically I show, never thought of it. They specifically yeah. show the wallet, the knife, the gun, all laid under the you table do. there, and he's sitting there. But I love how he escapes from it. It's it's, it's fantastic. Killer, but I just wish they didn't. Like again, it's a nitpick, but it's such a great scene with it filling up with water and it just like spur of the moment. How am I going to get out of this? And bam. Jobs well, it's it's fantastic because it's unwinnable. I mean, Hoffman made it to to end the games right here. This is supposed to wrap it up. It's not even a game. It's not even a game. I know, but yeah. here's to, the to problem. Wrap it up, why, do, why doesn't Hoffman just fucking kill him? <laughs> why why even bother putting him in that thing? Why not just fucking take him back and put a fucking bullet in his brain? And that's because the end. Oh, I know why. No, 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 no. I know why. Because he wants it. He wants it to appear like a jigsaw trap when the kids arrive. Yeah. I so answered should, my should own put, fucking. Should, should he put a should he put a tape there too? That <laughs> did he? He didn't put a tape there for that one, did he? No, I don't no. think so. Do it, no. you know? Hold on though. But there was a tape earlier, the one I spoke of earlier to Agent yeah. Strom. Don't go on, or you're gonna yeah. basically it's gonna be your your solace or your sanctuary or whatever he says. You know what I mean? So what did he say? Something like this is gonna be yeah. your uh, your sanctuary or your grave. Pardon me. Yeah. But no, it's perfect. It's perfect. He, you know, supposed to end, you know, tie it all up nicely here and end it. The look on his face when uh, 
when they say we have a live one is is awesome. Yeah. Look on Strom's face after he brings Corbett out, and it's you know, at that point I'm I'm a Strom fan. I like him. He's a survivor. He's a survivor, man. He's a fighter. I'm glad he survived that particular thing because fuck that cube. You know how I am with drowning and shit. Every time I see that fucking scene, I'm like, oh, man, I hope this is not how I go. What a fucking terrible thing to happen. You know what I mean? You know what I think about? I think about Creepshow when, when Ted Danson's in that fucking thing. Well, Strom and said he could hold his breath for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They should have put and that in great. as an Easter egg. That would have been great. Right? I can hold my breath for a very long time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it does make me sad when it really—I I really do feel for for John Kramer and for Jill Tuck when they show the scene when she does get the box and you see the video and he's talking to her and he's like, you know, whatever he says, you were always were my heart and you always will be, and whatever he said, you know, and you can see that she's upset about it. Just the whole thing is sad to see what happened to this guy and how excited. And, you know, I know we get other flashes in other movies. I think it's in, in Six when Gideon's yeah. on the way and taking the picture. Just when you see their relationship and you see how genuine it, it once was and everything going on there. Yeah, man, the, the relationship it makes me I never, sad. Yeah, I never questioned it. I always found it very believable. And it makes sense how it, how it sort of, you know, ends after that. I mean, the death of a child often does end relationships, you know, so it's very believable and very, uh, very well done and well crafted and not sure. overly, you know, it's not too much. No, they give no, you no. Just no. Enough. Yeah. They give you just enough. I think. It doesn't go into the melodrama realm at all. Yeah. They, they focus <laughs> enough on the games and the five person game in this one. I love this one. It's really grown on me. Oh, it, it's, it's really, it, it's great. It's funny. I, but I wrote, I love how Billy opens it up with the, the new game players. Hello and welcome. <laughs> like, uh, I thought that was hilarious. Hello and welcome. Awesome. He says that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello Don't forget, and welcome. This is, a, this is a this is a Hoffman trap. Don't forget. I mean, he's got the model in his area. He set this up. In fact, uh, when part you see a flashback scene where Hoffman is getting uh, the envelope from uh, from Jigsaw in part three. Mm-hmm. And then this is where he walks through the back door. Now he's walking oh, through the back. Yeah. He's walking through the back yeah, yeah, door yeah. as Lynn's coming in. So I, there's one issue I have with this point, but it, it unless he's going right to game four, uh, part four game right now, the timeline doesn't match up. He has to be walking and going to get ready for game for part four, because it runs concurrently from the minute Lynn shows up, and you hear Amanda pulling Lynn in, and he's in the back hallway. So he has to be going to uh, to sit down next to Matthews. And rolling linen. Yeah, rolling, rolling linen on the rolling wheel. Rolling linen for the part three, the beginning of part three. What would you rather do, pull linen or pick cotton? <laughs> pull <laughs> linen. <laughs> That's what I said, pulling linen. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get what you were doing. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, that opening up with those saw, uh, it was, wait, now I'm getting confused which one. That first room was the, what? the first room is the one where they have to, no. The decapitation, the keys in yeah. the glass box. Okay. Yeah. Which they could all have survived. That's the they whole. Could all have, they, they could all have all survived. They could that all have the survived. That. But, but there is, I, I want to know if this is a mistake. And I don't mean to jump to the next room right yet, but it's, it's in the description of when the tape plays for the next room. He says, because uh, it's the three points of safety or something like that. He says, which one of you will be the odd man out? Well, yeah. if all five could survive, there is... A, 
he wouldn't have known there was an odd person out. How did he know who made it through I, to the next room? Unless it was live. What do you mean? I noticed it a little. It wasn't huh? live. Again, the whole motto of this movie is anticipating human behavior and, and, you know, predicting it so that nothing is left to chance. These guys have predicted human behavior. They're even told at the beginning of the first trap, whatever their instincts are, go against it. And they don't because they know them so well. They know that they're going to kill somebody in each room. They know it. Even okay. though, okay. even if even if one key from that glass box opened all five, which it does, even if it didn't, they still could have all saved themselves by getting their keys if they said, you go first, unlock it, and then start breaking the I'm other not, glass. I'm not questioning that. that ta so you're saying that they're being so arrogant in the way that this is described that even when they recorded the pre-recorded pre tape, they knew Absolutely. that there's only get, that one person was going to die. Okay, one hundred percent. That's right. I will. I believe that, and I'll tell you why. Because the way it starts with the five of them, and they all have a thing. You know, one of them sons of bitches is going to make the wrong move and run. You know what I mean? If you have, you could take any five people in the world, and I, you know what I mean. Somebody's going to blow it in that first one. You want them not to, but just I hear you though. That yeah. wasn't even necessary to say. I thought that too. See, I thought the exact same thing because there's four of them. Which, but here's the, this is what doesn't make any sense. Again, he, but then again, he's planting the seed in their head. Ultimately, yeah. there was room for all of them to fit in those things, so there really would be no odd man out. But I guess I can. That's see what they're saying. They're, they're they're preempting. I guess they're doing behavioral economics, if you will, and they're making it sound like someone can't survive this. And, and, and really, they can all survive it. They're making it stressful. They want them, they, yeah. They're putting them on edge and saying, hey, if, if they think they're in a situation like this, just the power of suggestion is, is enough with people like this. And, and it works because they all freaked out. That guy could have sure. just... That guy could have just dove in after one of the other people. They all could have been safe. Four people could have gone to the next room. Correct. I love that. That's what I love about this game is that it mm -hmm. was set up to do that. But because they're so pig-headed and as Brandon already illustrated and I yeah. agree Brandon it just something I pointed out as well but that it's human nature and and so that is kind of the cool part and they're all but these are all despicable people but I just have to mention that Julie Benz is, is fucking smoking hot Rita Morgan no Julie Benz is that what her name is Megan. The... Dexter <laughs> yeah she's um, Dexter <laughs> she's from Robo, uh, Rambo 4 she's Boondock uh... Saints 2 oh, I didn't know that but yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I dropped yeah. She's the girl that yes, makes it yes, to the she, end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, well. she she's nice looking. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Megan Good as well. I, yeah, and, Megan and, Good. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I'm still a Jill Tuck guy at the end of the day. Honestly, I'd like I'm to. I'd like to open. Wrestler. I think I have the key to open Jill Tuck's box. Indeed. Indeed. Mm, Jill. Yeah. She's a cougar. Type Man, right I tell you. What the hell will we think? Here's a question. Why did Perez whisper Hoffman's name? Remember, Straw makes that big fucking deal. She well, she whispered your name. Why would she say that? You want to tell me? Yeah. You know? Because she was suspicious of Hoffman in part four, and this is one of my major issues in part six. She was Why in part four. There's no she, reason to be suspicious of him. She was suspicious of Hoffman while while uh, Strom was suspicious of Rig. I always thought she looked suspicious of no, Hoffman. No, she, she yeah. yeah, she was always suspicious always. of Hoffman. So I, 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 we'll get okay. to your part six gripe because I, I feel like it just the comes part to light. six gripe is not being prepared for the reveal of the voice analysis, even okay, though we'll they knew, even though the they, whole... even though they knew it was him, because but they, they knew didn't Hoffman. know because they didn't do the tape thing yet. They just had their feelings. They had to. They knew it was oh, him because that they scene knew, is so they knew, fucking 
beautiful. It, it's great. Butyl. It's a great Butyl's scene, but it's, it's poorly crafted because they knew Strom was dead. Oh, because no. so I agree. We'll get to that too. because yeah. there's a lot to say about this. It's such a major mistake. Maybe, maybe not. We'll get to that. But it was oh. it was really good that they that they disappeared Perez in this one. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. I wish it was Strom's idea instead of Erickson's. I feel like Erickson's just sort of like a, you know, sort of like a, a stereotypical big FBI guy. Just kind of, he's very clumsy the way he's portrayed. Who's clumsy? Erickson. Oh, I don't think he's clumsy. I think he's clumsy. He's very quick to go back and forth. That's why I like Perez being suspicious of Hoffman because she even mentions, obviously in part six, how, you know, I've been partners with him for five years. So I don't really feel like she ever questioned Strom, even though she's kind of telling Hoffman, like, yeah, you know, it's she's kind of going along with it. But I think she still suspects Hoffman well, of course, the minute of she's reintroduced. But Erickson, on the other hand, is like, you know, he's kind of, kind of made to look like the buffoon. And I'm not saying, in part five, it's fine, because the evidence is planted, even though it's kind of obvious, you know, like, would a mastermind like Strom, you know, being the apprentice, you know, leave his cell phone and stuff lying around? Maybe, maybe not. But either way, it's a cool way to set up the next one. But I felt like in six, it's just like you have the evidence. Why is it flying out this way? You know, no, we'll get to it. We'll Come get, on, we'll get to it. Next. Come on, Pee Wee. Don't provoke yeah. his asshole. Fucking Pee Wee. That was great. Pee Wee is gonna go to the ranks of Gordon and Muffin. I think yeah, I'm <laughs> peeing myself. If you guys talk shit about the Saw Five one more time, I'm gonna pee myself right out of here. <sighs> and that means I'm going to masturbate in the theater. But here's my problem from a filmmaking standpoint: when they get to the cool stuff of Strom really diving into the investigation, which is which is now, and they do a lot of that flashback stuff. That's for us, the viewer. But most of the stuff that he's remembering, I think I, they're trying to put the FBI spin on it to seem like it, it's. He's envisioning it or kind of playing out what happened in his head. But it's kind of confused storytelling because it's straight out, straight up Hoffman memories, straight up Hoffman activities that there's no way Strom could envision this. But they're they're doing the flashback and they're cutting back to Strom going, uh, I'm on to you or whatever like that. And, and there's certain things that work, but there's a lot more flashback that doesn't. It's not it's not Hoffman memory. Story. It's Strom putting himself in Hoffman's shoes and that's playing what, out the scenarios. You articulated that way better than what I was saying. That's how they're trying to present it. But what they're yeah. showing us is total Hoffman memory. And there's no way he could put himself in his shoes to remember all of this. The detail that we're seeing or even to the degree of the detail that we're seeing. So I think they're taking major liberties from a story structure. I, I know what they're trying to do, which is what you just said. But I feel like it's a massive leap to give us more of the backstory, which is great, but I just yeah. wish they did it somehow a little bit it's, more different. It's differently. tough. That's that's the clumsiest part yeah. of this, that in with the, mixed in with the external monologue. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's that's cheesy. It's just, oh, you were supposed to be the hero. That was well, obvious. That pissed yeah. me off. That yeah, you don't, you, don't need to, you don't need to speak was, out loud. Don't, that was, don't that was think Freddy out. and Freddy versus Jason. We already... Huh? That, that was Freddy and Freddy versus Jason. That was we we're not that dumb of an audience. We yeah. we, we we know you know. Oh, I'm not strong yet. I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 shut up, uh, Freddy. Right. Just the movie play out. And, yeah. and, 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 exactly. We didn't need the. It's very. I wholeheartedly agree. But we knew it much earlier. As soon as we saw, we got a live one here, and there he is. 
and then Hoffman walks out with the girl, and then he goes to the hospital and he sees Perez, and he goes, everybody got out, or oh, nobody got out except you, or whatever the fuck they said. Right then and there, that's all we need to know. We don't need him to say fucking 20 minutes later something that it's no, it's the, it acts like it's a reveal, but it's not a reveal. As soon as he comes out with the fucking thing, the viewer knows. But the girl, I, I, so maybe a, a reveal to him. Again, maybe it's him. I guess you well, were supposed to be the hero. Yeah, but he knew it in the hospital when he mentioned <gasps> it to him. Remember, with with Perez, he yeah. said it. Those were his words. He was saying something about. Yeah. Um, you got out with uh, a couple of scratches. No, Perez. Right. Is, Perez yeah, yeah, Perez is dead. Perez has disappeared at this point. He claims she's dead at this point. So Hoffman doesn't know she's still alive. But yeah, he's yeah he's he's playing it off. How'd you end up with a few cra scratches? You know, uh, Perez said your name was the last thing she said. You know, he's right. so there's no need in these later scenes. It's just I don't know how you craft those scenes. It just look weird oh, with flashbacks. Wait a minute. And him and just inquisitive faces. Why did she have last words if she's not really fucking dead? Well, that was Erickson's idea to make her disappear because they knew You're somebody was. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Listen to me. If they if Erickson wants to make her disappear, do you think he told, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, what's your name? Hey, Perez, make sure you say Hoffman to Strom before we take you out of the room. You know what no, I mean? Why th th those were her last words, meaning. She didn't die. What do you mean last words? Those, he those was, were her last words. And she's taken out of the room. And it's Erickson's idea to, to say, you know, she passed away. Maybe because he's still suspicious of Strom and Hoffman. Maybe he doesn't know what the hell's going on. But he he doesn't know. That's exactly why he did it. He that's he verbalizes that. He yeah, says, I exactly. Didn't know what was happening at the time? So for her protection. Strom knows though. Strom doesn't. Strom doesn't have to necessarily know that Perez is is still alive. Let's. So let's what do you think He happened? doesn't know. He Erickson straight out says it in part six that he kept it from both of them because he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Christian. Yeah. He does say that in six. Yeah. So they didn't know. So Hoff. So Hoffman and Strom both think Perez is dead. Well, maybe she was. She said Hoffman just. Just so, she said uh, Hoffman, then they take her to strong. surgery, and then Erickson says, you know, oh, she passed away. They cut it out, but she... he says, who do you think is hotter? And she went, Hoffman. And then they took her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so fucking bitter. <laughs> you were supposed to be the hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see why she would do that. If he, if she knew she's going to be taken away and hidden, if her and Erickson previously discussed it, she would probably say that just to get the ball rolling with Strom. You know what no, I mean? I, I oh. think she's literally saying it because she's convinced it's Hoffman at this point, and she's. I understand she's that, but I'm saying she is saying that to Strom, so that when she's put away in hiding, yeah. Strom starts taking a serious investigation. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. She's yeah. saying, "Get Hoffman. He's the one who did right. this to me." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it was intense. Sorry. How about we? <laughs> I don't know why Perez is doing we... that. <laughs> I'm fucking it all up now. Everybody's got a hole in the throat in my movie. No, but it makes sense though because I mean, Jigsaw, you know, it wasn't one to put you know exploding Billy puppets around. So you know, it makes sense. Her, her suspicions <laughs> exploding Billies. <laughs> exploding Billies. That's the name of my band, the Exploding Billies. <laughs> and we hear what they say this time. How about exploding that? When Billy it happened heads. in Saw Four. In, in Saw 4, we, we can't hear what they whispered. But for some reason, they show the same scene in this one, right? And this time, what they whisper is, is clear as is, Isabelle. It says, open the door. Isn't that weird? Why would they take that out of part four? It doesn't mean anything, you know? I don't know. Weird, isn't it? Just something I noticed. Open the door is what it says. But they don't show it in part, in part four. She just gets fucking, you know, shot all over her face. 
There she goes. <laughs> what? I did write. I did write that killing is distasteful line again in the flashbacks because I thought it was funny. They also put in the flashbacks. Hoffman warning Jigsaw of det- uh, Detective Tap. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. For part yeah, and one, the, for and those then, that are not as well versed in the Jigsaw, Jigsaw giving him the pen, the pen to, light to, uh, yeah. to lead him to Gordon. It's yeah, yeah it was setting so up part great. two. Then, a then healer capt- who needs some healing, he says to him. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. Great. great stuff capturing uh, Paul, the razor wire guy. You know, shows the struggle. Sure. Makes sense because in part one, you'd be like, oh, how does how does a solo cancer patient capture this big huge guy, or how does a you know, a sick cancer patient and a 107-pound girl capture it. Now it's, you know, it's retconning everything. It, I mean, it's really brilliantly done. It doesn't feel yeah. forced at this no, point. It, it really it doesn't. And when they're prepping part two, they put in a perfectly amazing line that sums up a lot of the questions that I had or that a lot of people would have. You assume that this is going to play out the way you wanted. I assume nothing. Yeah. Right. It's, yes brilliant because it's exactly yep. it. like how the fuck do they know this is going to happen I, I had these same problems last episode we we're talking about it in part three how do they know this person's going to walk up to this door use this key there whatever they don't know they're predicting like brandon already went on a beautiful beautiful rant earlier on about predicting hu- predicting human behavior or knowing when it's happening yeah and leaving nothing to line, chance leaving nothing says, to chance. but i don't know how it's going to play out yeah i don't know but so and that, let's I not forget. Let's not forget that Jigsaw, even though you know something, he is technically a murderer. Let's just let's just come out and say that he is willing. If these people win the test, to let them walk away. What Strom is doing is putting people in unwinnable games. He can't let these people walk away. I mean, even when he's testing uh, Hoffman. I mean, did I say Strom? Right. Yeah. Hoffman. Okay. Hoffman. I mean, <laughs> sorry. But even when he puts like, even when he's fighting with uh, with Strom at the end of this one. Is he going to let Strom live if Strom got in the glass case? Well, he no, knows about it. Right, but he knows that that's not going to happen. Yeah, but, saw but he a... gave him his opportunity. So what if Strom did learn to trust Hoffman yeah. and gets in the case? He's still going to have to kill him or else part six is going to look completely different. He's just, he's corrupt at this point. Oh, Strom. I had I had a question. Lord I think I answered it myself, but you guys you guys <laughs> let me know. No, well, no, I think I don't, that sounded weird, but I just said, I, I think it gets answered in part six. The scene with Jill Tuck outing Strom. Is that just to get them off Hoffman's case? She goes right to Erickson and says, I've been followed and it's I've been bugged and, and she she's pretty much saying Strom is is the copycat or the, the other jigsaw. That's how I took it. And she, and essentially is she just trying to get them off Hoffman so she can deal with them as per John's will? We don't know it's John's will yet, because that's the big reveal one part of the big reveal in part six. But why does she go to Erickson and say, Strom has been chasing me or all over me? Because he has been. Because he is. Yeah. She's tired of it. Yeah, she's, he, But he she's, hasn't been. What, are you kidding me? He keeps fucking bringing her in when she's... Oh. Remember what he said in part four? Yeah. Remember? She goes, oh, I've I, I, I spoken but, about this a hundred times. What else? Do yeah. you, and you saw how aggressive he was but, there? But legitimately, she's going after him like she's being followed, that he's stalking her, that he's Jigsaw. I understand what you're saying, Christian. I thought about I never this. Thought about I, I that. thought about this, and my thought was: is maybe Hoffman was following her? Okay, and she just mixed it up, or yeah. Again, at this point, she's got the box. She yeah, knows no, that I know. Hoffman I is know. number six, right? And, and whatever. Yeah. And, we, and, and again, it gets revealed later. But so I didn't know if it was to throw them off. But then I'm like, that seems kind of weird. But they are working together because in six, they're like, after we do this, 
your history or whatever. Like, like he wants yeah. separation. So I thought yeah, maybe that was it to to make Strom the target. It, it, I think it You're could be probably either, right. But you I think it could be either. Why? why? Because Jigsaw set up that trap. Jigsaw built that fucking coffin. Remember we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. With probably intent for Strom to be in it. That's probably so. I mean, they're all on the same page there. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could be right. It could be her, like you said, playing it out, or it could be Hoffman trying to fuck with Jill. And, yeah, could and, be. And we know that he's been fucking with Amanda and everybody else. Yeah. So it's not uh, a far, far cry. It just, I, I thought it was weird when I watched it, when I rewatched it. I still thought it was weird, but I'd already watched six at that point. So I'm like, I think that's what they were trying to, like, I think they were trying to throw throw him off the case of of, of, of suspecting Hoffman at all. But yeah. just thought I'd bring it Maybe. up. Maybe. Yeah, you might be right. I, don't, I, I never even thought about it. You know what I thought was really, really cool? Finally seeing all the victims in order. And we and we were wrong. Uh, Cecil is dead. He's considered the first victim. I wrote them down in order. When when what's his name? When Strom goes and he opens the, uh, the information about Hoffman and, and we see them. This is what's weird now. First of all, I don't think they would show a slit throat in the newspaper the way they do. <laughs> that fucking gross and it was the paper I made sure it was before I made the statement. It wasn't just the FBI files. It was, was it literally Fish? the fucking... At least it wasn't yeah. a mugshot of Jason wearing his hockey mask. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> in the fucking shower. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, this is true. But then, So I wrote it down. This is the order. First victim, Cecil, Fet- Cecil Fletcher. He's considered the first jigsaw victim. Then... I it was Cecil Mar- DeMille. <laughs> yeah, him too. Um, Cecil Fletcher, Mark Wilson, and then Seth Baxter. So Seth Baxter is only a copycat of one known person because nobody knows about Cecil at the time. They they find him later, of course. You know what I mean? They didn't find some guy in fucking razor wire. What's this? They probably tied it to Jigsaw later. Then that, I mean, then that's a narrative error because he was trying to make it look like a Jigsaw murder. And well, Mark Wilson. So I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that Mark Wilson. Is the guy that that burned himself? Because yeah. remember the first oh, two. Oh, that's Mark. That's I thought you were talking yeah. about the pendulum that's dude. Baxter is number that's three. But what I'm saying is Hoffman is really only going the extra mile for one confirmed kill. I'm I'm saying at the time. I don't think Cecil or Cecil counts. You know what I'm saying? And, but then, I don't what, know. if the guy was burnt, then have there been any big? Have there been any reveals of traps? Has Amanda been in a trap yet? Has she survived? It's only been a no. Did she survive though? The, that's the thing. Hold You're on. talking about who died. I'm going to give... It doesn't matter. Okay. She, she's, she's on the list. This is the order. She's on the list. Cecil Fletcher, Mark Wilson, Seth Baxter, then Paul Leahy, who is... What's his name? The guy in the razor wire is Paul. Yeah. Okay? The next two, Amanda Young and Donnie Greco. Okay? I'm going to I'm gonna guess Donnie Greco is question mark guy. Or Donnie okay? Wahlberg. Or him. Then the next three guys are Adam, Gordon, and Zepp. Come here, Gordon. So, Come here, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, then that's a narrative error. Because there's no, there'd be, like, that's just for us, the Saw fans, to absorb and like. But when you actually put it into the actual why can't timeline. Cecil, why can't Cecil have been found? Well, I don't think, would he be considered a jigsaw? At, the, at that time, when Seth Baxter gets killed by Hoffman, there was, there's no, there's no tape for Cecil. Cecil okay. might have been found, but they definitely didn't find a soul. I don't have a fucking soul, man. I'm a soul man. <laughs> so retroactively, 
yes, they, they're going to discover that Cecil is Jigsaw's real first victim. I could see that coming out in the wash. But at the time, you're just going to find this dead guy. There is no fucking Jigsaw. He's doing laundry You know what I mean? <laughs> there is no fucking Jigsaw at that time. The only thing they know about the Jigsaw cat is Mark Wilson. You know what I mean? So, is the guy with the lighter. So we got to take a little bit of liberties there. That could have been a narrative error. Jason Smith is probably shitting in his pants right now. God, no! There was this, this, that, and whatever. But he's not well, on I'm the with, show. <laughs> I'm with Jason, though. I'm with Jason, though. I'm not, I'm not yeah. finding... I'm still not seeing an issue. I think one kill... <laughs> disguised in this way and somebody put to a test i mean they have the details of the that's fine the, the yeah. numbers on the wall the safety number the safe deposit the uh, safe deposit the uh the safe the safe code what the fuck am right. i can't talk whatever it is what you turned into me yeah. the safe the, code the safe code the safe code i got yes. no tooth what's the safe <laughs> word <laughs> oh, the numbers to crack the safe, so they know it's a game. So he's just, dis- you know, disguising it as a game. Maybe, maybe it is only the second kill, and he's hiding it. But maybe, you know, because it's high profile enough, given the brutality of it. I just thought it was cool that we had all the names in their order. Yeah, and, and no, I like that scene. I didn't attempt to write them down. I'm glad you wrote them down. I paused I it. I go, I, I gotta see. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to look real quick. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. like, no. Because I wanted to make sure I knew everybody's name and other, were there extra ones thrown in and who they are. But I, but I believe we know exactly who everybody is. You know, you know what would be cool is if in part four, when Hoffman stands up, he's holding the envelope that he's given for game five, for the game in part five. Because I'm telling you, with that scene in the back hallway, he did not have much time to go prepare. He had to go somewhere, take his suit off, and get into that chair. That's the, that's the only issue I have. But I and, told, I, I, again, I still... back to the first episode we started talking about Saw, I said there were, this movie is, this series is batshit crazy. And it's it's lunacy at an, at an all-time high. There's timing issues, but it still works as a series. There's still enough time, though, where I'm like, okay, there is time for this. Because even though, because 3's game plays out a lot longer than 4's. Because 4 is what, 90 minutes? 90 minutes on the clock? I think three, so, yeah. 3 is much longer. I mean, even the brain surgery alone probably took her an hour. And so don't think, get the scope. So he has time to go into that back hallway, have all the information for the five, uh, the five people responsible for the building fire for game for part five, and have and still get over to part four's game in time, well, which the, is the, in the same building anyway. That building, that whole thing, the game here is great. We've already said it's great. We're and yeah. it gets right back to it now. But the where I'm going with it is. I think they, this is why you think, and you thought this was more of a filler movie or a bridge movie, because it's trying to tie the storyline, continue that storyline, and they need the, obviously the, the, the saw-isms, if you will, they need the game in there, so yeah. you keep yeah. coming back to this game, but it's not quite as tied to the main narrative as the other movies. Well, I yeah. don't know. See, here's what we had, and this is what I love about it. This is what's well, happening. Other than the, oh, yeah, okay, sorry, go, Dave. No, it's okay. This is what's happening. This and I have mentioned this in in, in prior ones before. I, I think part three, I said it. I love the back and forth, and in this one, this is the back and forth. You have the past with the teaching of Hoffman, the teaching of Amanda, setting up Saw Two. You have okay, so you have all the flashback stuff. That's the one part. Then you have two presents. As in two different things happening in the present. You have the game and you have the investigation. So you have the investigation of what's happening here. You have the game with the players in it. And then you have the the flashbacks to the past. I think it balances out perfectly. So it's like 
it, it, it's the circle of saw. It's all this is going on. It's fuck. I think I think that's what's great about it. It's, no, and, it's perfect. And I do like it, I, and I, I love that explanation. That's great. I, and, I enjoy it as well, but what I'm saying is at the end of part four, Hoffman's revealed as the bad guy, the you know, the last of the bad guys, and at the end of part five, Hoffman is revealed as the last of the bad guys. So it's it. That's what I mean by Phil. I still love it. But I'm I not, love the I love the ending of five as well. Oh, the ending I, of I thought five it was such is a fantastic. F-U ending. And that was heavily criticized because apparently David Haeckel's, uh son came up with that idea. Oh, it's so fucking great, it's great because it's almost like a like a, a really dark Empire Strikes Back ending where like the bad guys right? win or oh, something like dark. that. I love it. It's fucking great. And yeah. So now we, I just want to get back to the story quick. So then now we're in the shock room. The tub shock room. Nothing much happens here. Uh, other, like, I love the, this is where, is that where that Megan Good gets killed? Yeah, she gets stabbed in the neck and yeah. they do that horrible CGI splatter. So, yeah, yes, do. that's the one bad CGI. But then, so she gets shocked where they could have all taken a shot, which we find out later and, and live. My issue comes here. The next scene, which is which is mouth-droppingly gory and, like, cringy and you're <laughs> like, ah, and whatever. And there's a big reveal that's f- fucking fantastic. But where I'm going yeah. with it is, they, before they go in there, that's when they reveal that there's five slots and they reveal that everybody could have made it to this point, uh, yeah. but they didn't. And now there's just two of them. And if there's only one, the guy would have died and they wouldn't have been able to survive. So the fact that there's two, they could probably get through it, which they do. But what they do is they go back into the room with the girl in the tub that shocked and blew all the, the, the breakers and everything like that. Why not grab her quickly, drag her in and stick her fucking arm into the slot? That's what I said. I'm banana laser. Correct. That's oh, I didn't I even know that. Because at that point, they wouldn't. I don't think she was electrified. I think that blew all the sh- the circuits out and everything. So they could have easily unhooked her, dragged her out because they, there's the clock was ticking. They weren't down, thinking. And the right. door slammed. But you're right. They they gave you it. You and I can think that now. Exactly. But I, being I, there, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess the, oh. they they already knew that they're gonna have to stick their hand into the slot, right? They knew there were five slots. That's yeah. why she went back. Because yeah. when he says he said to her, "Why are there five slots?" and then she starts thinking, and she's the one who comes up with the you right. know the big reveal, and, and that's why she goes back left. to the other yeah. room to check out the currents. So they're not. So, I thought that too. I can't argue yeah. that because I thought that too. I'm like, take her body. They can they can bleed her too. Yeah. Make They'll it a little. Her. They can stick both hands in her fucking head. Anything. Just get as much blood <laughs> out of her as possible. The clock is ticking. Yeah. The clock is. They, yeah, they do close like that. They do close that door very quickly before <laughs> yeah. it explodes. I know. I know. I, I, it, it does quick. You're right because they're not thinking. They're like how their minds are going a mile a minute, yeah. and that clock is ticking down. So it's forgivable. But just a retrospect, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Why didn't they pull it? Sure, sure. But now, now, back to the game. There's something I, I me- I'm glad you mentioned the, these people again. I understand, and again, this is something I may have missed this view, and I just don't remember. But I understand why everybody is there, and they all played a part in this. But I'm forgetting, how come the investigative reporter, the dirt sheet writer, the fucking journalist, why is he being punched? How is he directly involved in this particular scam? What happened? I'm not saying there's no reason. Oh, the loudmouth guy that gets blown to smithereens? Yeah. Whatever it was. The guy in the beginning that knew. He knew everybody. Did he know everybody? Yes, he knew yeah. who everybody was because he was a fucking uh, a writer for, like, the Inquirer or some well, because, fucking because shit. Because he's a shit but rag r- writer. He's just a, sc- a I understand. Okay. I understand. But what does that have to do with this? Per- when they reveal it comes out later, they talk about it. They yeah. say, okay, you did this. You pl- Innocent people were killed in this fucking apartment complex, okay? And there's that scene where it comes out, okay, oh, you did this. 
I, I allowed this to go through. This is the zoning person. This is this. You're the patsy. Everybody played a part in all the shit happening. How did the journalist play a part? True. Is my I, question. I, I, I he, he, it wrote, he wrote and covered okay. and covered up the uh, the real story. So he somehow I, knew what. Are you was. guessing, or is that was that a reveal? I believe that's what they said because when. Um, Why would he not? When are Rita when Rita rehashes, she says something. You know, Megan Good was the city council, plan, the city planner who took bribes and stuff like that. Rita was obviously, I'm calling her Rita because I don't know her name, this was obviously the one who hired them to burn the building down so she could develop it for her condos. Um, the drug addict guy is the one who set the fire. The fire inspector girl was the one who, I guess, covered up, you know, I guess the arson helped, uh, helped them get off. You know, help. Right, uh, but what is it? Okay. So he, yeah, and he wrote this, and he wrote the, the news story. I guess that that covered it up rather than exposing it because he knew the truth. I think but that's what the whole point. What kind of a point. fucking investigative journalist? Why wouldn't you, if you do something like that, don't they strive to fucking break a story, a scandal? Yeah, why would you true. not break the scandal? Yeah. <laughs> but he did. He did. You know he did. Maybe money talks. Yeah, he co he covered it. They even she even I says the, the the reporter who covers it up. She she says those exact words, something along yeah, those lines. Weird. And, yeah, yeah, it is it is weird, but it's it's believable because he knows so much about them that he knows the truth behind this. Yet he chose maybe he's taking broads. Who knows? It's but, believable. I just think it's. Maybe no, I thought the same thing. I was like, I was like, his you know? his isn't as strong as the other. I mean, look, no. even even I the got... tweaker, even the tweaker, he was he was the best of all of them. I know he was. He was. I mean, he. I mean, he was obviously suffering. He had no idea eight people but... were in there. But he was a person born born with every advantage. Oh yeah, to yeah. yeah. The old fucking adage of jigsaw. You the, know, the he's reveal, a, he's a, a baby. Oh, the reveal of his arm after what he oh, has. You God. notice they don't show oh, one oh. iota of Julie Benz doing it. I don't know if it was in her contract. I don't want any blood on me. I don't want to see anything. Or if they thought, uh, from a censorship standpoint, they're gonna let show the guy suffer and not focus on the women because maybe. These movies are, you know how people are. They think horror films are yeah. misogynist, but there's not. They don't. They show her reaction as if she's going through pain. You almost think she's faking it, but they don't because they fill up the the beaker or whatever to the level. But you only see the trauma caused by him. It's always his hand that you see in there. It's all the the like. They fill up the Muppet beaker. Yeah, the beaker. Bunsen's there. Me 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 me. But so then, what ends up happening? When he lifts his hand up, and it pretty oh. much un like folds out. Oh, beautiful! Awesome! It's yeah. so yes. ridiculously yes. good. <laughs> and oh, they boy. both they both get out. They both live. Well, yes, he do. you don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you do know he does. You don't know yeah. she does. Well, we assume she does, but you never we don't see her again. But you do see yeah. him in seven. Yeah, but at this point, you don't even know if he does. I mean, I'm not jumping ahead, but, you know, because, yeah. you know, he's unconscious. She's the one who's alive at the end, you know, saying, we won, yeah. we won, to Erickson. Right. Why does she have a right. sickle or whatever, a scythe in her hand? I don't remember that. Well, like, when, the, when the cops coming in and they give the jump scare of her going, and the sickle comes up and hits the table. And he's like, oh, drop it, drop it, and then realizes she's a bit like a victim. That time, oh, he, he I probably saw her. Probably saw her hand split down the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's just a weird thing. But again, I think we should. Unless you guys have a lot of notes, we, I, I want to keep us on track here because we're over an hour on this movie. Yeah, this, okay. I can't believe we're at an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a lot of notes. I'll say this quickly. I, 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 I. This is why I love Hoffman because I actually 
the way Jigsaw handles the training of Hoffman is 100% different than the way he trains Amanda. Have you noticed? Everything about Amanda was one thing, but he takes Hoffman. Everything with Amanda is emotion and, and getting to the next level uh, emotionally. But with Hoffman, everything is more like matter of fact. This is what's going on. I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to show you how I anticipate. This is how we do it. We don't do it this way. And Hoffman actually takes to it where he still uses jigsawisms when he's speaking. He gets that promotion in the beginning, and he does that thing which can be taken two ways. And he goes, justice was served here today. True justice was served. Cherish life should be life. cherished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he says some things that are like straight jigsawisms where you know there's, there's a dual meaning here. And I love the way it's almost like he wanted both of them, but he was training them both rather differently. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to see. I, I love the training montage. With, with Jigsaw. <laughs> it's like Rocky. Well, no, it, it's, it's true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Amanda's training in Russia in the <laughs> barn. <laughs> no, but it's true because they're two different people. I mean, Hoffman is, with the exception of, you know, Seth Baxter and everything that sets sets him off after that. But uh, he's, he's kind of, at this point, still a, a stand-up guy. Whereas Amanda, Amanda, yeah. And I have a soft spot for Amanda. Don't get me wrong. I do love Amanda. I'm, I'm not saying anything against her. I understand where she's coming from. But it's like, but I also see that she sees him as a father figure and a love and, and all this other stuff. And whatever's missing from her life, and, which and caused so, her to become a junkie yeah. in the first place, I get. But the recruitment scene, when he gets Hoffman, that shit's gold. That scene is awesome. When he when he tells him everything and he talks about how 67.5% of violent criminals end up back on the street, that this is a bad system and you're supporting it. My my way works. And he goes – and at one point, Jigsaw, he's like, you can either arrest me and take me in. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to. He's like, I'm going to take you down. He's like, or I can give you another way. I love all that fucking stuff about the teaching, and yeah. it starts there. It's very – Nobody talks about it. I think it's an underrated aspect of this movie and of this franchise. I just like the, the passing of the torch to Hoffman. The way maybe that's why I like Hoffman so much because he really seems like he. I don't know. Yeah, at the takes beginning, the it seems ideal. like he's. It seems like he's righteous and stuff. I don't like John's high horse comments about you know despising murder, but I do. I do like that scene anyway. In front of the mirror, sort of like look at yourself. You know, look where you put yourself. Even though that's not his real test at the time, you think it is. Even though there was a bullet in the in the barrel of the shotgun. Yeah, I, I've wanted to say I wanted to bring this argument up, and I we went long, but I mentioned that I was going to bring it up about part fives and how usually by the fifth movie they usually end up people just end up giving up or we've but like I have a soft spot for Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. I really okay. enjoy Saw Five. Hell, mm -hmm. I've argued back and forth. There are times where I actually don't mind the Dream Child. Yes, I've said it. It's not my favorite by any means, but I don't mind it sometimes. And even Halloween Five have been forgiven, forgivable on, uh, with some of the daytime Michael scenes and some of the set pieces. Obviously, there's some sh a lot of shit in there too, but there's some good stuff. There are some good Part Fives out there. Empire Strikes Back. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna beat you like with a rubber. What? Stick. It's Part Five. Exactly, <laughs> but not out of the gate. Can you slap him for me? Uh... <laughs> Ghost Dad, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> if no, only no, Jason could have talked in Friday the 13th Part 5 and said, Roy, I like what you're doing here, but what's with that fucking bald cap? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you don't want hair sticking through the <laughs> hockey mask. These are the top two Part 5s, in my opinion. There, There is no others. The rest of the... Friday, I, you know, I'm and, not Friday a... and Jason? 
I actually like the the Friday remake. Friday and of, Jason, yeah. No. The, the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake is is technically part five. I like that too. I'm talking about Saw and Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, out of the standout part fives for me, <laughs> that that's what it is. I even rate them the same. How about that? On the as as a rating system, like we do out of ten. I think, same I, I think I'm the same too. I think. I think I'm a little higher on Saw, but they are definitely the best part fives. I'll tell you what. I really I I've praised it. I but there's one thing. Somehow it, it's a really solid movie, but there's just I can't put my finger on it. But it somehow lacked the pizzazz of some other movies, and that's the best word I can come up with to describe what's. I don't know what's not there. There's just something. Even though we have Amanda and Hawk and there's the Gore, no and, there's no new revelation at the end. That's what it is. There's no brand new revelation. It's more than just a revelation. These movies, I think the though. the budget got cut down. Like they, so I think it probably didn't, felt, didn't feel as big as big. And the revelations is not quite as epic as some of the other ones. Although I, mean, I do real, think they, I do think him getting crushed above oh, his arm too, above Ooh. fucking Hoffman. And yeah, they do the 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 breaking of the arm and then the blood just mm. pouring down on Hoffman as it closes is a fucking I kick-ass love- ending. Makes me love Strom even more that he's fighting until the end. He's up there, he's climbing, he's trying to kick the thing out. He's not even panicked. I'd be crying and shitting myself. He's just trying to figure out a way out. I think Erickson fakes his death too. I think that's what we're going to find out in the spiral. (laughs) (laughs) No, Hoffman's still alive. He's still still alive. You just see that bloody skeleton corpse (laughs) in part six walking around. It's like, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. (laughs) He's still going to hold his throat. Well, I give Man. it. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Me too. Seven that's actually that's actually my rating for Friday Five. But like I said, I'm higher on this eight out of ten. Okay, that's cool though. That's cool. Yeah. And I feel like it's 100 percent the revelation because at the end, really, the revelations here are within the game. These scumbags who we know are scumbags, learning that they could have survived playing together, and Strom learning that he could have survived had he learned to trust Hoffman, even though. He couldn't trust Hoffman right. at this point. Hoffman's too far gone. But, uh, you know, there's no big reveal. It's Hoffman going into the ground. You're like, oh, Hoffman's still a bad guy. Now i got to sit and wait another year. I remember thinking about it. And this is what – this was started – yeah, I still love the movie, but it's part of the downfall of the series. I mean, the response to part five is why part six is the lowest grossing of this entire franchise. Which is a shame. It's a yes. shame because it's one of the best ones, if not the best one, especially after yeah. this watch. But it's the lowest the lowest gross. And uh, I think Seven did be- did better simply because they advertised it as the final one, and you knew that they were going to wrap it up. So speaking of six, why don't we get yep, into yep. it? Seven. All right, so Saw Six. We have Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan back as writers. Kevin Reuter, Reuter. I don't even know how to say his name as director. Yeah. Yeah. It was all people who worked on all the Saw films. Yeah, Hakel and this guy. They all did other stuff on all the Saw films, and then they all got a chance to direct a film. Yeah, some uh, of the agent, editors. Yeah, editors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Production yeah. designer or something. Yeah. Agent Strom is dead and FBI agent Erickson draws nearer to Hoffman. Meanwhile, meanwhile, a pair of insurance executives find themselves in another game set by Jigsaw. Well, <sighs> this one's epic. I I find that I think it's the best one. But this I I rate it I rate it I rate it the same as part 1. But I this, I Yeah, this one I reaches it. this one yeah. reaches uh this one is really great in terms of having a great person uh, being rehabilitated by the traps, clearly being rehabilitated by the traps. I like this character of William. And also this one, 
with the reveal of uh, some of the things that Hoffman's been doing certainly ed- elevates Amanda's status even higher. Because at this point, you're thinking, oh, man, Amanda failed in part three. How, how could she be so clumsy? She was doing so well. And then the reveal of this makes her, like, makes her epic because she, she knew what was going to happen, but she still did it because she loved John that much that she well, didn't want to hurt him. I feel like by putting people, so they guess they, they've always had that evil group that's been in the house. And we just talked about part five. To, to take it to an, a, a step further and not make them evil. They're people that are just doing shitty things. And the yeah. whole insurance thing is such a great angle. I think that's what gives this one an edge yeah. and, and elevates it so much more. I yeah. absolutely love that aspect and how they wedged the, the relationship with John and William in there. And that this was obviously on on his uh, on Jigsaw's mind because he pre-recorded all of this knowing that this is a future game that he wanted to play out. Yeah. Yep, and he told and, Hoffman about it. Yeah. He said there's one more thing we have to do. I had yep. to do. Yeah. And it opens it opens again with a, another sort of random trap which is oh, uh, the brutal, infamous though. pound of flesh. Uh, I got to tell you some of it makes me laugh. Some of it. Well, when she lifts up her shirt and looks at her flat belly. <laughs> that, well, that, that's actually good comedy. That's that, that's actually comedic. But yeah. when he cuts out the first chunk, I swear that's a pound right there, and, and he's done, and he wins. But I guess not. And then she's cutting her arm. But you notice she cuts her arm, but then she starts in a fresh spot. Yeah, she cuts higher because she knows she needs more flesh because yeah. he's already cut a yeah. lot of weight. It's well, not a pound of flesh. It's whoever cuts the most. Uh, oh, that's that's it. Okay, well, then that yeah. makes way more sense. And then at the very last second, she gets the heavier amount. Yeah, she, makes, tips, she tips the scales. That, and, then, uh, then, then take away my argument. That's fine. But when she hacks her arm off, yeah. she looks absolutely ridiculous. It's like, I guess, how do you look when you're hacking your own arm off? Yeah, well, that's true. I, I laughed. No and point. she and she won that part in a in a competition. I remember it was a television yep. show. I watched it. You remember that, Dave? I didn't. I knew that she was the winner of a of the Screen Queen contest or yep. something, but I never watched it. Yep, I saw I it on the Fangoria message boards or uh, something at the time. I, I watched wow, the show. Really? They watched the show. They were a bunch of girls yeah. competing for that that part. Nope. Okay, Sussex. that explains why she's not a great actress then. Because no, they weren't. They weren't huh. great actresses. Because they cut back to her in the hospital for a, another funny scene and then she's in part seven for an even that's funnier a... scene <laughs> she yeah. oh that's right she does come back that's it that's that's a, i just i got some unintentional comedic value out of that opening scene and look we get a quick scene right after that just a quick cut to see someone amanda driving in a car i hate that just, i i actually put that down i said that i i it was unnecessary i do not totally know why not totally not necessary that, that's the one I, again it's not a deterrent but it's just no. a, such a bad editing decision and yeah. idea they explain it and it's fully fleshed out later there's absolutely no need for that scene to be wedged in i said they wedge it random shot of cecil and amanda cool reveal but it's just wedged in totally unnecessary yeah. as a i agree at the end. especially since not only it's, do they reveal you know that she was a that uh, she was jill's patient but you see john bring her in and show him how his uh, rehabilitation works better than than jill's methadone prescriptions and you obviously see her and cecil walking in the night yeah. cecil accidentally kills gideon so oh, there was absolutely great. no yeah. need to give us this little 
teaser, but it's not even. Yeah. It, it show it fully shows it, and you're like, because I remember turning to my daughter, going, "Holy shit, I forgot about this," and then it just cuts away. I'm like, "Why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell is like, that? What, what? Why? What happened? Yeah. And then for it to be so well presented later, you're just like, such. It's just a, a minor mar on an otherwise really great sabu. Yeah, and really well developed later. The backstory, you know, even with John talking about, you know, how he sort of like regrets being so supportive of the clinic and stuff like that, and you know, basically yeah. learning about the true intentions of uh, uh, of these addicts. You know, basically saying that you know methadone is just a masking agent that you know they really need to save themselves, and basically inspiring yeah. the whole birth of his uh, of his legacy is Great. really well yeah. done. So you didn't. You didn't need that little scene. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just, I just wanted to bring it up because it's just such a fast, random shot. That's like, it's so why is weird. that there? Like, yeah. it's like artsy film stuff, but <laughs> totally unnecessary within yeah. the realm of a Saw movie. It, it just, it, there's, I, there's no foreshadowing. It's, it's a reveal to totally abandon it, to only to come back to it later. There, there's no connection there. It's such a bizarre sequence because. Uh, we go right to, I think the introduction, the introduction of the insurance company. I could be wrong, but you cut, I, you cut back to to Hoffman coming out of the trap, and yes, then and yes, then, and yeah. then it, real quick just to show yeah. that, which is it's cool, you know, yeah. you see where he ends up. But uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh, and then he takes the hand away, which yeah. is which is fantastic. I I actually wrote a a, a rather bad joke. I I said um, gotta give him the hand for that. Yeah, no, I I, I <laughs> worse. That would have been. It's so bad, I, I probably just deleted it. <laughs> I go, did the actor get royalties for his hand? Does his hand get royalties yeah. for that? Oh, hand royalties. <laughs> hey, listen, you could say Strom was in uh, part six. He had a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave's he back. It's great. And you notice the cameo of actors in this? Like the guy who plays Harold was uh, from Father of the Bride. You know, the one who said, the one who says you gave me a death sentence. He denies yeah. the claim. That was, uh, I think that was Brian from Father of the Bride, and you got Eddie Winslow from uh, Family Matters in there. That is Eddie, right? And you got the son, the son is Roderick in uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. For anybody yeah, that, uh... Diary of a Wimpy Kid, of yeah. course. I love Roderick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you see people like uh, again. Oh, the we, Oreo. We haven't we haven't you mentioned know? that all of these movies have been filmed an hour, like less than an hour away from where I live. All of them Toronto. This oh yeah, that's because um, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's like every episode I hate you a little bit more so. I hate me too because there was no need to be that mean about that joke, but I felt like it had that, to be said. But that, that's what makes it funny, Brandon. Let's be honest here. Why are all evil corporations called Umbrella? Not that, well, right? it's insurance company. Umbrella Insurance yeah. Company. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah, I mean, look, Travelers. Travelers Insurance, their, their logo oh, is the yeah. umbrella. So they probably that's just, took, yeah, so they probably just took that. But man, when you meet William and the dog pound, the dog, the dog pound, the dog pit, the dog pound. <laughs> Sorry, dog pound would have actually been better. Right? <laughs> you look at me when you're killing me. Fuck, I wrote that down. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> comic line. I, I get comedy from you that, You thought it too. was comic? It, because wow. it's so it's ridiculous. It's funny when he saves the girl and he's like, well, you I guess. look at me when you're it. killing me. You look at me when you're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a kick-ass line. I'm going to say that even if someone's not killing me. Uh, it sounds like something that would be in like a, a, a Scorsese movie or a Tarantino movie or something. I like it. And then he, and the guy does give him that respect. He does look at him. I like that, that it worked out that way. What about Dude, William Sorry. is instantly remorseful the minute yes, he is. He is. Beca- 
instantly remorseful. He's a son that, of a bitch. Up oh, until he's, a, the game. he's a scumbag, but man, he's rehabilitated from he does from does from the opening be. from the minute he has to hold his breath against Hank because he tells Hank he's like, hold your breath, Hank. He could just keep his mouth shut and hold his own breath. He knows this he's going to beat Hank anyway. This setup and and reveal is better than part three, and part three was damn good. I Brandon, is this where you have a problem with it? No, no, I'm I'm like I'm I'm like close Torn? with you on that. Oh, I'm close okay. with you. Like I, I absolutely love it because you get you set it up, they play with their expectations again. You think he's cheating on his fucking wife, whose birthday it is, and he's not gonna go out with that because he's gonna screw his his uh uh accountant or lawyers or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that at all. But yeah. that's how but because we're conditioned to think this shit, we just assume it's, that. It's so brilliant. Yeah, the yeah. wife and son is his family and uh Pamela the reporter who shows up in part five is his mistress. And you're like, yeah. Oh man, this is gonna play out, someone's gonna kill him, but then the reveal at the end, how it ties back to Harold and oh man. Just oh. brilliant stuff. And the whole uh jigsaw, the whole message behind this one where you think the de- the dead will have no claim over your soul. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Fucking well, brilliant because it it's because it is, because it's Harold. It's Harold's family, and, you know, the king can't forgive him at the end of the sun. Oh, I actually wrote a line that said uh, they they kind of draw a lot of comparisons between Jigsaw, or parallels between Jigsaw and William, uh, talking about the these are the rules. William yeah, says, the, like, these are the yeah. rules, and a couple, like, yeah. and, and, and his whole mathematical equation. Yeah, his Jigsaw formula. Jigsaw works yeah. on a, a different type of engineering equation behind the scenes and, and everything else. And, so, and Jigsaw even talks about the big difference between He says the one thing you're not taking into account is a person's will to live. Yeah. Especially it's, when faced with death. That's a great-ass line. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. There's so Human much brilliance element. in this film. So much brilliance in this film. This is there, right up there. There's a lot of there's a lot of great to it. The, the reason I prefer what goes on with 3 is uh, in 3 directly Jigsaw maneuvers it so it's actually tying into Amanda's game, and that that holds a little more weight to me, Amanda, than anybody else that's in this movie. So I guess that's what I, I like more, and I also like the fact that there's also the reveal of who the husband and the wife are, and that that is directly uh, in the game. It's, it's cool hard, at it's the hard end. To beat that. It's hard to beat that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it's very good. I just I think it's a little more impactful for me. The way it plays out in three, but, but don't it, you it love? Is still but good. don't you love the reveal of uh, of what Hoffman did to Amanda in this one? Even better for Amanda's sake, in terms of like how much you love her, just because yeah. like she was willing to end her own life and kill Lynn, knowing it's going to destroy their lives. She would rather her and John die than have to face the disappointment of him knowing that she was involved in Gideon's death. I, I don't look at it as like. I don't look at it as a cheap way out. I look at it as more like she loved him that much, that she w- she wanted them to die because she loved him so much. Then even if they had both survived, you know, um, him knowing that, I don't think she could have lived with that. I agree. I, I think yeah. that that's great. I didn't yeah. think of it that way, but since you brought it out. Yeah, that's how I, I see it right. because it almost looks like, cool. oh, well, she's just going to do it because, you know, he says it, but like she's got to know at this. I mean, she doesn't obviously know that they're husband and wife because that's part of her game. But she knows if if uh, Hoffman is telling her to do this, or I'll tell John. She knows it's not going to end well. I want to know what the original note said, because <laughs> there was an original note. Because he told her to go and retrieve it. That's why she did, and that's when he saw it there. Yeah. I wish I wish there was a way to find out what John originally wrote in a note. Yeah. To Amanda, because we don't know. We no, have we no don't. idea. In, in the context of three, all we do it still makes her upset. 
You know what I mean? So us as the viewer of three, I always wonder, I'm like, what could that note have possibly said? Of course, it took three years later, three movies later to yeah. find out. But I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. But at the time, so do you guys believe this when they're doing three? They're they, really they going the four movies ahead? Uh, they, I thought in four, this five, case, six? I think they, they probably, it just seems, it's too well constructed for them yeah. not to have at least had the treatment and story structure idea, the arcs of the characters and what they thought were going to happen. They may have not had every minute detail worked out, but I think they right. probably structured it and said, here's what we want to happen in three, four, five, six. I agree. Maybe especially, five especially, and six. I'm sorry, go ahead. I man. was going to say, I agree, especially given the success of the first few movies. Like, they know. Sure. They know I even think if it's they after do... two, they, 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 that's what yeah. they said. We got something here. We're yeah, going to we, have we're... a series come out on Halloween every year and let's exactly. flesh it out so that we actually control this story, which is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, though? I'm thinking that how you see five as a, an in-between thing, between mm -hmm. four and six, maybe initially five and six were going to be the same movie and it just ended up, they wrote so much that they, they said, okay, let's just split it. And maybe probably. they were going to put elements of five just one game, because honestly, the game in five is really cool and all, but you could go without it. You can have the game That's in That's what I was six. just saying. Like the last... Be the game in... Right. Yeah. Yeah, Be I the game I... in five, and they just might, when they started writing, maybe there was just so much backstory with the training of Hoffman and everything, and everything they wanted to do, that they probably started writing so much, they probably said, well, well you know what? Let, we don't want to have honest. a two and a half hour, three hour movie. They saw dollar signs, too, and let's face it, it's a franchise. It was a moneymaker. They knew. They said, look... We've got enough here that we could probably get it into a couple more movies. So, But it would be hard, because think about it. The, the main antagonist is dead at the end of your third movie. Exactly. The fact that they did even two movies after that is amazing. The fact that they've continued on, it's... And he seems to be into more as the movies go on. <laughs> You're I right. Said, Five said, and six, he's all he over filmed, the place. He filmed so much footage that there could easily be a found footage prequel. <laughs> He's not a big deal in part one. Nobody gives a shit about John Kramer in part one. True, and then two, we have him at the sit-down, and yeah. you're right. <laughs> you're right, though. Hoffman listening back to the Pound of Flesh, death, like, death. He's listening back uh, to the tape, almost like admiring his work before yeah. he goes in there. I thought that was kind of cool, too. Because he, he wants people to suffer. He uses those lines there. You want him to suffer just as much as I do. He's about the yeah. suffering. He yeah, look, that, again, look, they're two, they're not good people, but again, not winnable right. for both. So another, you know, little issue like with Jigsaw ah. and some of his early traps. Not winnable These for are, both. This is the problem in this, not a problem with the movie. This is the problem in, in, in the Jigsaw philosophy. Although maybe he did this on purpose because ultimately it's about you get to choose who lives or dies. He yeah. chooses. And what's the main character's name? The the guy in Will, the trap? William. William. Because every trap is 50-50. Yeah. Only one person can live. The first trap, which we don't even know enough about it, with the two people throwing their stuff, their the body parts, and the thing they make the pound, that is a um, somebody's got to die. Like Biggie Small said, somebody got to die. You know yeah, what they I were, mean? They somebody were bad. She, she even admits what they were doing at their work was, you know, wrong. I don't know what well, kind what of work I'm saying they did, is, but, yeah. The game, somebody has to, it's not even a game. It's a game where one person is going to live and one person is going yeah. to die. Yeah. So in essence... It's different. Like they oh, can't both survive. It's so different Hoffman in the sense that it's Hoffman. He's he's it's Hoffman. That's yeah. however, it's an issue. evil. It's an issue because it's however, in the beginning. But it's listen to me. The, Hoffman is the first trap with 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 the girl cutting off her arm and that. But the other trap, the one you're just getting to, with 
it was it was an, the second one is a 50-50. It's a jigsaw. It's the breathing. Right. You, they both can't live. And then there's another 50-50 later. There are three 50-50s, and then one of them is a 67-33. Right. It is. Somebody That's exactly had what to it die. is. Four had to die. Four had to die. Two had to live. Yeah, no, never happened before, and it all happens in this movie. And I'm trying to see: is that the is that what they're trying to say in this movie? That that that, this movie is particularly uh, about Jigsaw and the other guy and the parallels? Because Jigsaw even says it. He goes so essentially. You choose who lives and dies. Who lives? Yeah, Yeah, it's Jigsaw. Jigsaw uh, Is that that why? Well, he does. He does use that. Sorry, He's sorry. testing Williams' philosophy, but it's it's counterproductive to his message, like it is in the earlier films, where you see a wow. trap where only one person can live. But That's why he one... just has to be less self-righteous about the, I despise murder. Because you're still right, but... contributing to Listen, it. Listen, is it done with intent, though? So Peter can see that Jigsaw is is doing exactly what he's doing. William, you know, yeah. He's, but, uh, well, William, that's what I'm saying. He's saying, now... Now you're going to see it in front of you. You get to choose who lives and who dies. This is what you do from behind the desk all your life with, with your dog pit and everything else and your formulas. Now you're going to see it front and center. Yeah. Literally people you know right in front of you. One person lives, one person dies or whatever or 67, you know, 33%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. do you think that Jigsaw was just – he was so committed to – this one to William that he was willing to go to do that to sacrifice some people just so William could fucking see the error in his ways that it meant that much to him mostly because he condemned him when he tried to a- absolutely come up- absolutely it's it's really to to drive home his point that his formula is flawed it's un it's unwinnable that way absolutely and it, I just want to know what where where's like the chicken exit like what happens when the lady's saved he's like you you find a way out of here. Asshole, I'm still tied up over here. I got barbed wire around my neck. No, her hands were released. Her hands were released. Okay, and where should she go from there? She'll take the the barbed wire off and a door should open up and she can walk out. Same way with the uh the two girls in the in that one that, cup? That, that plague. <laughs> 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 yeah, Guaranteed that old lady's the killer in spiral. No, she's the killer in devil. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Isn't it? Right. Indeed. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, I just wanted to, you know, I just no. It's true. It makes it makes the the whole you know? the whole idea of the game even more powerful because yeah. he's he's showing him how flawed he is, and he's showing him the uh, the integrity of the people he works with. Because even the girl who he helps, the lawyer who he helps, she immediately wants to cut him open to get that key. Yeah. Same she thing with the, to be patient. Same thing with the pimp in part four. It's like, bitch, I just saved your ass. What you doing? With yeah. Rick. No, it's that again, human nature. You just know that, yeah, they're in exactly. It all that comes car- back to it. That carousel thing if, with the shotguns or whatever, uh, they're like, who says pitch? Who says pitch dark? Pitch dark? Is that yeah. a pitch black? Yeah. Because it's, it's pitch dark. <laughs> That's great. My daughter pointed dark. out. She goes, who the hell says pitch dark? I'm like, you're right. It's pitch Americans black. Americans say it. Yeah, well, fuck Amer- you, Amer- American. Amer- Americans who film in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they thought Canadians said that. Yeah. Pitch dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I never picked up look on that. Look at me. You look at me when you're killing me. <laughs> no, it's like when you're killing me, you look at me. <laughs> I like that scene. That's good shit. Fuck. He that's does. He delivers shit. it for a, a crazy line like that. Cause that that's a hard line to deliver. He does it well, man. 
but I'd still laugh at it, but not because he's delivering it ludicrously or anything like that. It's just, it's just awesome. What a tough choice, though. He, he saves the one. The one girl just comes out and says, I have two children. I can't, they can't grow up without me. Obviously, that's true because he, she even says to him, you've met them before. Then everyone's like, I'm pregnant. I'm, you know, they're, uh, everyone else is lying their ass off. It made you, sense. I think he made the right choices. I think so, too. Yeah, I based might, on what we get there. I, I might have saved Eddie from Family Matters just because uh, Black Lives Matter, but... <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> the, but he came too soon. He came too soon. He came too know? soon. That's too problem. soon. That's Christian's But then you don't have drama. Oh, that's Christian's <laughs> been my problem all my life. I never come too soon. There's no such thing. The <laughs> That's a Dave Chappelle thing. <laughs> I can't. I, I come, I come. Right on time. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get to the audio. This is the audio scene, the voice audio sequence that's next. Mm. I want to know. I think this builds beautifully. It builds beautifully because they're trying to be cinematic here. I understand you have you taking issues. They suspect him. They said we need you down here for a more pressing issue. You already know that they're they're working this out, but they just they want to. They're playing with it. Like they know that they they the the handprints that he was using, Strom's hand was post mortem, and and whatnot. But they're they're building to it. But they still don't know it's him. Then they, they, then they 100% know. It was Perez's last words were Hoffman. They keep looking at him, and he's holding his cool. They don't know. They suspect. They, they suspect. They exactly. And he, he's holding Especially his Especially cool. if you're a cop. He's taking his coffee. He puts his coffee down. He's looking at He's asking questions back. He's he's holding his cool. And then that, vo- that girl's getting closer and closer to that voice thing. And I think they build that scene so great. And then it's just a massacre. And I'll tell you one thing. He looks at Perez when he's killing her. Yes, you know what it reminds me of? <laughs> he was looking at her. Just he was making her come. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He was fucking, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the kill in Devil's Rejects when fucking Wydell stabs fucking Mother Firefly. And he's fucking up closer in the cell and he's fucking stabbing her and stabbing her. And that bitch came when I killed her. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know Perez came when he killed her, you know? <laughs> I was just cracking a bad joke that... That other guy was like, you look at me when you're killing me. (laughs) He did. In this case, he did. (laughs) I think it's a great scene. I'm with you. And I love when he he goes fucking all ham on him and does his thing and throws the coffee and slices. It's great. But I just don't understand. See, I think this is where Brandon and I are going to disagree because I, I see that it's weird. They take a phone call and he's on the phone and when he he Erickson looks over at Hoffman. And you're thinking, okay, so he fucking, uh, you would think that the phone call would say, well, we've just fucking d- deciphered it and, and it's it's Hoffman. You know what I mean? Because the way he looks at him is like, oh, you're like, oh shit. But then you go there and they're still doing it. And then Perez is like leading up to him. There's just one thing I don't understand. It's some shit you always see in movies right before a reveal like that. If so-and-so and this and Strom, I just don't see. And gee, are you nervous, Hoffman? Just, you but the thing is, they really don't know. And I just think that that's... I, I, I enjoy the scene as it's being played out, but I don't think they know. They're waiting for the fucking smoking gun. They're waiting for the, the final thing with the voice. They have they, suspicions. They yes, have to have str- a strong suspicion that they should have been on higher alert. I'm not saying... Strong, I love the way this thing... strong suspicion? Don't forget, Hoffman's <laughs> the one who plants the idea that Strom that Strom is saying that somebody from the inside was involved when he plants, when he plants that in part four or five. 
five. I don't which one of them. He's talking to Erickson and something about the, you five. know, That's about when that. Erickson shows up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the fact that Hoffman's the one saying that to Erickson, and then they know that Strom's hand is being used to plant evidence with dead prints, with dead fingerprints that don't have the oily dead residue. Prince. Dead prints. Yeah, the the fresh prints, not so fresh prints. <laughs> Little red Corvette. That's how you find Jazzy Jeff in the snow. You got to look for the fresh prints. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but uh, but, but still, no, there was, there was too think... much. There was too much with Perez being suspicious of her, being suspicious of him from the start, and with Eric. Well, they should have been better prepared. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It still should have played out the way it did. But they were so caught off guard. It was just like, no, no. When that voice plays, and they're just like, what? Like, no way. There was nobody else. It had cinematic. to be cinematic. I get and, you. Oh, it's, I get it's you. Just, but it, it, it's a cinematic. It's a great scene. I'm and, not saying it's not a great scene, but it's too sloppy for two FBI agents, especially Perez. I'm not disagreeing, who knew, but I, I, I still like the way it plays out. But I, I, I think like it crossed their out. mind. I think it crossed their mind. I think they misled us by having him look that way. And, and it's just because you you mean to tell me you think that Erickson pieced all that shit together. Oh, I bet I he made a Perez fake phone did, call. Yes. Hold on. Think of all the – hold on now. Perez isn't aware of that. Erickson, what happens in five when he – you think that he's – He's going to think, oh, he probably stole fuck. He probably made that phone call to me in that movie asking about Strom or in the movie or a couple of weeks back or whatever the fuck asking about Strom. And then he he probably had his phone and he called up and hung up on me. And then he strategically placed the the phone here at this place just so when I show up, I'm going to see it there. And he knew that I was going to dial this number. You think that that stuff's going through Erickson's head? That that much of a fucking I think Erickson and Perez would definitely know about that especially given the fact that the the prince being planted at all these crime scenes is from a dead guy who couldn't possibly have done it that it has to be an inside man the only one left is hoffman 100 percent. i just think it's just a little sloppy i just think it could have been handled better i think they should have been i think they should have been ready for it i think they should have known but he still gets the upper hand somehow i I know i know what you're saying b i I do love the way that they present that scene though but I, i I can see where you're coming from, from a, from a professional standpoint. I'm a professional killer. Yeah, there you go. But like from uh, the FBI, <laughs> I just don't get after the massacre. He runs right the fuck back out, grabs Strom's hand, and starts putting prints on everything again. Didn't they just yeah. say that they it didn't work? They fi- figured it was post-mortem? Uh, they, they don't think they can figure it out again? He's, he's, he's buying himself some time. <laughs> Yeah, he panicked, and he, yeah. and he wants to make sure he has to destroy the evidence, he, and he's flying and whatever. And there's no way that everybody knows. He's like, who who, who knows about this? She says, everybody. He says, you're oh. full of shit, and I agree. I, I think no, right. I, Oh, she was just saying that to fuck with them. I love that. Right. I, love I do her. like right that. Yeah. Nobody like, knew. Yeah. Actually, only one person knew, and, uh, you know, Jill informs that one person after she opens up her box and gets all the contents and makes the delivery. And that's what's brilliant what about why I enjoy Part 7. Because of the drop-off she makes in Part 6. Wait, huh? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Save I'm talking it. about the wait. manila envelope that she drops off to Dr. Gordon. She goes oh, to the gosh. hospital and she puts it through the slit. It's not for Cecil. Cecil's dead. It's for Dr. Gordon. She goes through that hospital. at St. Eustace or whatever the I hell it's called. I thought it was called. Pamela Jenkins. I thought she was feeding her fucking shit. No. Well, why not? Because remember, this Pamela Jenkins kept fucking asking for shit, and then she gave her something, and now she has something to give her. That's a, that's that's the only thing I thought it had to be. Because why not? 
No, it was a she gave her something valuable. It was a hospital she went to. They even showed her on the camera walking in, going to an office, and putting yeah. the envelope in the well, slit. It's Dr. It, Gordon. You'll know the scene because you can guarantee the extra was like someone's son or cousin because there's a guy <laughs> va like vigorously vacuuming when she comes yeah. in and, and she talks to him and he's like, points. Oh, him. yeah. He's down the hall. And then, because, and then she walks and he's just vacuuming for, with all. That wouldn't be. If I was in the movie, that's how it would have been vacuuming. <laughs> that's but, how, but that's how, that's how the West contents. Of, that's how the contents of the box play out. You got the six envelopes, five of which uh, Hoffman knows about. He doesn't know that he's number six. You got the reverse bear trap, which is obviously for number six Hoffman, and you got that Manila envelope, which is filled with, I guess, a contingency plan for for Doctor G. Should uh, Hoffman me, pass? Should Hoffman you, pass uh, this game? Please don't put that idea in my head and fucking besmirch this fucking wonderful movie. No, and, and I don't know that. I'm going to hold it against the know that yet. I'm going to come do down a fucking point. But it's at the hospital. It's point. at a hospital. Who? Why would it be Cecil at a hospital? That's what I'm saying. If you're going to make it, if now, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear it because now, now the movie's coming down for me. Because you're taking a great fucking movie and you're just the fact that that ridiculous, preposterous idea is even being put in this fucking well, magnificent dropped, She's film. dropping something off somewhere. It, that hospital. is happening. Yeah, it's at a hospital, and it's it's for, it's for Doctor G, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I think now it's I'm perfect, but it's Gordon setting up the Gordon. way it's supposed to end. Dr. It's Gordon setting up the, the way Gordon. it's supposed to end. It's just it's a bad decision, and if they're, if now now it's now it's besmirching this film too. Why can't why does Hoffman being an apprentice bother you so much, but Amanda doesn't, Hoffman doesn't? Why we'll can't the doc? We'll get I'm to not, it when we get to it. I'm not saying that argument for that show. I, I think you're. I think you're way off on this one. I think you need to be a little more forgiving of that. I, I, I to be honest, I'm with B on this because I actually think. Come on, Christian, you're best. a father. That's all I need to tell you. You have a fucking child. Think about what what this fucking person put his fucking child through. There's no way you can tell me it's a fucking a ticket to heaven, and I would never align myself with that person. Okay, well, what we'll about save you? it for part seven. What about you, B, with your fucking... Uh, you have a niece and nephew that you love very much. If, you, if they fucking kidnapped them, could you think of any fucking possible situation where you'd say, well, I'm going to hook up with him for just to fucking do it? Get the after, fuck out of After I learned the important lesson of the Saw franchise, to cherish my life and it's cherish really? my life. So you're going to sell out your fucking your, your nephew? Get the fuck out of here. Who do, you think the other, who do you think some of these other pigmen are? Let's see, yeah. I don't know, I don't give a fuck. We'll get to when we get to, we'll it. Get to I, it. Yeah, let's, let me go to something good. I, I love this, <laughs> I love Amanda. You're so, you're... I, love, <laughs> I love when John brings Amanda to Jill. That whole fucking scene. After, you know, what you're doing doesn't work, they're on methadone, it's a yeah. mask agent, and then and then she comes down and she goes, it really Dave, Dave wasn't here when we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, no, it is a great scene. We talked about it because we didn't like Christian and I didn't like the scene at the very beginning where they show Cecil and Amanda for two seconds and then cut away. And I we know that about part. And, I, I, talk... and I repeat, I don't like that scene because we don't like that. Out. I don't either. And yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about that scene and I'm not talking about the scene where it's revealed that she was with him. I just think it's really cool when he goes and he visits her. And he talks about how her things don't work and everything else. I know. And then the, she reintroduces Jill to Amanda. That's all that's, I'm yeah, saying. That's, that no, that's what that's what we were saying. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Oh, okay. That's literally what we said. We said we didn't like that scene at the beginning of the review because of the fact that they bring it. They bring them in later. Actually, show that Amanda was Jill's patients. Talk about the methadone being a masking agent. Talk oh. about how his his way works better than Jill's. And talks about his regret for supporting the uh, the clinic in the first place. And in in way that's the way uh, William ties in because William was insuring the clinic. 
and that's right. how they know oh. each other, and and it, it. And that's where they that's where they met. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because then they were at that party, and that's when they had that discussion. Yeah. Right. That and makes. It's, I don't it's know all why. Good dialogue I, too, oh. like when he's talking about like, uh, like when, when he's talking. Well, Brandon already brought it up when they have the discussion there, but when he actually goes back and says, "Hey, uh, I think I found a way that yes. I could do it," but, but. Uh, you you guys won't you've denied me coverage and he's like what mathematical equation does this not work in or or, or whatever and he's well he like, says he, he says the cancer is term malignant and terminal and it's going to come back eventually anyway so yeah <laughs> Man, it so. rolled off your tongue really smooth yeah really <laughs> well yeah. And he, what i like is he's like it's not about money it's about principle he's like i've got money right then why yeah. did he go get it fucking cured <laughs> i'm joking but... because that cure wasn't going to work <laughs> Only a thirty percent success rate or thirty three percent success rate, but and and like William says, it's terminal, so it's gonna come back anyway. But didn't they? Come yeah, back, but that they... that speech is great when he says all that shit to him, and he's like, "Fucking, what do you know about life?" And then he says, uh, "They talk about the politicians and this and that because all the all the important decisions they're made by the fucking insurance companies." He says, "It's great. I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that he gets that mad, and all because of that, he fucking." That's why I want a jigsaw in every town. That's why I say when I see fucking things that are going on that are just unjust, I want someone to be able to come in there and fucking take people out and say, this is what you deserve for, for, for treating people this way. You know, because that is a serious problem in this country. Yeah. No, it is. It's, I, I know. And I, that's why I like this one. I think it's got an edge to it because it, it actually feels like it's addressing something uh, a little bit more so than where the other movies were going. So I, I, I think it, it adds, it gets at points for that. As well, when they cut back to Will, though, this is this is after I think he's already uh, dealt with his uh, lawyer after uh, she tried to attack him and whatever. Why the fuck is he like limping and all of a sudden? Like I know he got burnt a bit, but he's like limping. He's just walking like Flyboy, zombie Flyboy from Dawn of the Dead down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest. It's puts all like sideways. Like really? did he get burnt that badly? What from that hot steam? Yeah. Does hot seam twist your foot around? Did you see? It was, it was melting their flesh. Okay. It was well, right up close. It... it was you literally saw it melting into the flesh. True. Did it? Did it get his leg? I guess if it. I, I it don't did remember. get his leg. I remember it yeah. got him in the face. I thought. Yeah. In got, the face. I, I think it, it, then he was. There was another area where he was trying to help her out. Where the steam. You didn't see him, but you heard him screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It got her in the leg. That was. You know. I'm going to say some. This movie isn't as gory as, as I... There were some instances where I thought... I don't think this was even... It's definitely not as gory as 3 or 5. That's one thing. As great as this movie is, I think instances where they held back on the gore, I was surprised. They were all... What do you call it? The one, like, with that girl that he saved, she had a fucking shotgun right under her fucking chin, right? And her, instead of having her head blow up and had, her, had an exploding head... It was just a fucking weak thing. And then when they had the carousel and fucking shotguns right there, it was just like, you could have put that on the fucking Disney Channel. It yeah, was that was, that was, to their the, stomach be and the belly shots, the belly shots should have been better, but I guess they couldn't have kind them too weak. strong or else they would have gone through and killed the people behind them. The, the, the shotgun thing was like a projectile, which I liked how it came up through her like head. I liked that. I, I liked Maybe all I of it. I thought it, it was, I thought it was gory enough. I mean, they replayed the really? end of they replayed the end of five, so they've got that. They they got well, that, that pound good. of flesh beginning, which is pretty fucking over the top. 
And William's Kill to me is the most brutal in the franchise. That was great. The end. But William's yeah. Kill is by far the most brutal. It just lingers on so uncomfortably long. And then he, he falls gets... out and the guts Yeah. Fall. He gets fucking melted. Yeah. Yeah. And the hydrofluoric acid. And the end shot is epic. Like, the end scene with Hoffman escaping, how oh. he fucking goes, you're talking about going ham, how he goes ham on his hand, ham hands, and then he pulls his hand out to get out of that chair and then stick the damn bear trap through the window and it just gets stuck in the, in the it's just beautiful how he gets out of it. Pulls and it's it perfect because that's that's his test. Like, they, they're playing part four's tape here. This was his test that, uh, that John had set up for him because he says, you think you will walk away untested at the end of three, end of four, and and this was his test. Not the hair, not the the hair trigger shotgun early on after Seth's kill. This was his test, which is why the contingency is put in place in case he survives, which John gives him a fair chance to survive, which he does, in case he has not learned from that game, which we will find out in the next movie, that he has not, and that he goes after Jill. That's why the contingency is made. Well, it, and it's it, great, because you get that yeah. Jill reveals that number six is him, yeah, that, and and that that, that, was, that was her thing, and then she puts she puts the reverse bear trap. What, can I reveal it now? That's what was in the box. Holy fuck! God forbid I said it earlier. And then, and then, and then you said it seventy five fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> puts it on his head. It's good, but it's already concurrent. We finally with, get it with the guy in the reveal that William when he's getting meltationed by the fact that when we when it opens up, it's his sister. On one side, whose birthday he ditched at the beginning, and yeah. it's the wife and son of the guy that you said was from uh, Father of the Bride, and yeah, Harold. <laughs> that's the dad that was killed because he was denied insurance, and they're there seeing yeah, you the just, guy you just face you just to face. Me. You just killed me. Oh, that yeah. was that's such a powerful, that was powerful great. Uh, reveal. Yeah, George uh, Newburn. He was in both Father of uh, the Brides. He played it, Brian McKenzie. It's such a good scene, and the mother actually seeing the the remorse in William's eyes. Right. She can't kill him, but it's so good because you would be. You would be filled with rage as a son yeah. Yeah. being deprived of a father True. or a parent, and you'd see them there, and you just, uh, boom, and he just does it, and it stops it. Now, maybe he's the killer in Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> the kid? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's I have a such question. a great reveal. Sorry, D, go, 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 go. No, don't be sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm jumping in. I just, I, how, we, we talked about the note before, but how would Hoffman know that fucking Cecil and Amanda were responsible for Gideon's I death? I wrote that note. Absolutely exactly. You think Jigsaw is going to No one knows. I wrote way, that, Hoffman. I'm like, where did I put that? I, again, I, I, I thought I had, there's no way he would have known that. I actually yeah, wrote that weird. in there. There's, I never thought about it's that a great, this It time. was a great reveal at first. Right. Before I went like, wait a second. How the fuck does he know they were together? Right. I don't think Jigsaw told him. Come on. Well, Jigsaw, Jigsaw doesn't know. There's no way Jigsaw knows Amanda was with No, that was the whole point night. of the note. Otherwise, yeah, you tell Jigsaw. No, Jigsaw doesn't know. That's why That's why Amanda does what, what Hoffman yeah. does. Because yeah. she doesn't want Jigsaw to find out. She can't live with that. She loves him too much. But I, my theory on that, and it is a good point, my theory is on they're both junkies. Junkies tend to run in similar groups. They've probably been picked up and arrested a million times by Detective Matthews. 
obviously plants evidence on Amanda. So Cecil and Amanda have probably been picked up together in the past. And that's probably my guess on that. But how does he even know Cecil's responsible for, for the Gideon thing? How would Hoffman know that? That was before he even knew Jigsaw or any of that. It was, it was a year before Jigsaw became a killer. Well, Jigsaw would probably have told them all about that. That, that part, I, I think so. Oh, my, yeah. my, by the way, my fucking, my, this guy Cecil at the fucking place Are you fucking came in and opened a door and fucking seconds. killed my wife's baby. You know about loss. I know about loss. He's t- talking about his sister and why Hoffman did what he did. That's when he could confide and go, I know about loss. My son was killed. But you're right. Maybe that's the detail of it being The Cecil real the problem world. is Possibly. the fact that Jigsaw tells Hoffman it can never be personal. He tells him that with a Seth Baxter trap. Yet, the whole this thing started. The whole thing started here because of something personal that happened to Jigsaw. So it's very like that. That really the only issue I have with the entire franchise is that the message is a little muddled. But it's still a great message. It just gets a little muddled. He can't tell tell Hoffman it can never be personal when his whole point of starting this whole thing in the first place is personal because of the death of his son, and he can't say I despise murderer when he's setting up some traps that you have to murder in order to win. So that's the only part I have. But in terms of these little sort of, you know, how does he know? How does he not know? I chalk it up to the cops. I chalk it up to like little things that you might know. Like like, like when you would question like somebody, like a drug dealer, oh, he runs with so-and-so. I know he runs with this one. Amanda and Cecil, I, I, it is a good point. I actually never thought about it. I thought of it uh, this time, you know? And I have one more question and everything else I have is glowing. My last question is this. Uh, unless I saw this scene wrong, it appears as if Jill Tuck shocks him when he goes in a chair. Yeah. yeah. How did fucking she rig that thing to fucking shock him? John. Did, and she knew she was going to sit there. How did how does she know Hoffman's lair and that fucking, there's going to be something here. I'm going to hook up a fucking shock to him to shock him. And he's going to sit this, Don't chair. forget, this was John's final game. So John had that rigged for Hoffman. Hoffman is Hoffman part. Hoffman never saw it all. It's a little thing underneath the chair. You, you wouldn't think, because he's going to sit down at his computer screen. That's where he's got the monitors for what's going on in part six. So he's sitting down to watch Pamela and Harold's family play out the end. He's seeing uh, William being melted, and he just sits down to watch. And then Jill comes in and, you know, zaps him and bear traps him. Don't forget, this, is, this was all planned years ago to test Hoffman. That's what I think is extra brilliant that I don't know if people pick up on. Okay. Is this is Hoffman's test. This is the tape at the end, beginning of part four and the end of part four. This is where it culminates at the end of part six. That's Not, fine. That, yeah. That's a better answer than the last than, than the last question I asked about how how did he know about Cecil and Amanda? Uh, that okay, I'll accept that. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I was hoping that one of you guys would have the answer, but as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a minute. But I, I guess. Don't, don't forget the five are in the, the six envelopes are in the in the box. He's dead at this point, so Hoffman's already set up as part of the game. Hoffman doesn't know he's part of the game. William doesn't know that it's not his game. I mean, just those reveals at the end. It's like I think it's just brilliant, just the way the way he even says that. This is where I like that he says it. It wasn't my game. I that, like that. I I agree with that. I do think the Amanda thing is a little bit of an oversight. We there's a few things, but again. And the big picture, right. these are little nitpicks because overall they're the little, reveals right. are quite, quite great, uh, oh, and, yeah. and and keep this going. But yeah, I definitely um, had that question too. And when you see him rip his face off after he do he do needs out of all that, and you just Whoa. see him ripped open and bleeding, and he's like screaming up in the air, and it cuts the credits. Mwah, again, 
Yeah. And I never knew this had a post-credit sequence until people in our chat, in the in Exploding Heads Patreon chat, started talking about it. And I went back and I watched the post-credit sequence because none of the other ones do. Correct? No. So I went no. back and I watched it. And I couldn't. Uh, I was like, "Wow, that's a nice little." little that was and, scene. and this end credit scene is the reason why I think Amanda's choice to kill Lynn and to ultimately end four lives, including Jigsaw's and her own crossed her mind that this is how it could end but it was still done out of love because she 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 knows she's she's telling corbett you know don't trust the one who saves you don't trust hoffman so it's you know it's it's already being set up she knows that she's not probably going to live through this she knows she has to kill somebody that she probably would have let go otherwise which i forgot about the first time because we talked about that in part three and i'm like man amanda really hasn't learned she's bad again but i totally forgot about this part you know where uh where he he forced her hand because she would have totally let him go, right? True. She would have she would have let her go. I mean, I yeah. I gotta say I love all that stuff with the uh, flashbacks with all three of them in the competition, but but, but you know uh, like the sibling rivalry type <laughs> thing between fucking uh, Amanda and Hoffman. I think yeah. that's great. And then and Chris, she tells Christian, me, this had your scene. You know? That's a human being. Yeah. That, we yeah. never did talk about that. Like we I brought it up in the last one. But yeah, so you saw him tweaking with the fucking rig. Yeah. He's like, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, it. you gotta adjust with this and Amanda's strong tools. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You gotta temper that steel. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you gotta, te- you gotta temper taper. that chocolate. You gotta taper it. No. You gotta, or no. You gotta taper that steel. Yeah, you gotta taper that worm. You gotta get a taper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's great. And what does oh. he tell him? She goes, "You, you're still." Uh, you're still dragging your knuckles on the ground. What do you know about life? She told him. Oh, it's fucking great. Ah, oh, I love that stuff. I, I, I the thing that's just the thing. I, I love. I, I do love Hoffman, but when, when you get right down to it, and when it's Amanda versus Hoffman, I, I, I choose Amanda. I just, I'm always gonna have a soft spot for her. You know. I, I choose Hoffman, and then dragging the knuckles with those of those rotisserie chicken knuckles. A little late, but I figured I'd throw that in there just that's in a, case. That's, that's the way to do humor. Tie it back into something mentioned an hour ago. That's perfect. <laughs> Call back. Now, speaking of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Unintentional comedy. How about that guy? What's the guy that the old guy in, in, in the first contest with? Um, um, Hank the first... smoked. Yeah. And, and the fucking TV comes on and you see Billy. He goes, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny shit. <laughs> what a reaction, you know? <laughs> oh, that's great. And how cool is it to see Billy, the carousel scene, just is fucking tops the whole way. To, could you imagine being there, how fucking terrifying it would be? There's you and there's fucking five other people. and Oh, they're in pitch dark. <laughs> but what a scene. Everything about that scene is fucking brilliant. But I love the way it starts. I love when Billy drops. They're like, hooray for Billy. We finally see him. And he, his, his well, mouth moves. When, the, when it's puppet. the two people, the, the old lady and the guy, and he comes dangling down on a rope, right? He's there, too, and he talks to him. That's funny. And then when, when he picks the old lady as the survivor and the other guy dies, I love how he just gets hoisted up out of, like, <laughs> and they just they just lift the dead guy up out of the blue. My daughter and I just started laughing. Again, that to us was unintentional humor. You know what it felt it like? It felt like it felt like uh, yeah. it felt like the scene at the end of uh, Beetlejuice. Step right up. Step right. It felt like the the, the secretary was going to be hammered and go through the yeah. ceiling. <laughs> they had one of the pink guys back there, like hoist him back up. Like 
Like, how do they know that? Like, again, that, those are the questions I want to know. So they pick one that die. How does how does the rig know that one died and then lifts them and hoists them up to get them out of the shot? There's got to be someone mean? behind the scenes. He's holding the, the, the two things. Yeah, so you let the guy go. He died. He let the guy go. Then he pulls the other one and locks it out so she's safe. And then, so he, when, he, that one, when that one's released and after he dies, it just automatically recoils to, to take him up to yonder? Yeah, to yonder. What did you watch? <laughs> what you watch, Vivarium recently? No, but anyway, I, I'm just again. I'm asking questions. I, I really, this one I have on par with the original. I said it earlier. It's awesome. How, why was that guy yelling? Follow the policy <laughs> in the carousel scene. Did you notice that? Yeah. Follow the policy. He kept saying over and over again. Those are the rules. Say? Give us a, give because us a he step. he was the healthiest one, probably. You know, he was a lean yeah. young guy, probably the youngest one. Some of those other people were older. He was saying, follow the policy. He would probably be the most insurable. That's all he's saying. Follow. Okay. That was what was brilliant. That's yeah. probably why he didn't, because he knew the policy was flawed. That's but I cool. love his face throughout. Like, he's just remorseful from the from the onset. The yeah. minute Hank dies, the minute Hank's belly is crushed, he's just like... You're he right. Know, he knows his, he's, uh, his whole thing is flawed. But it's, it's not It's almost his too bad. Yeah. It's almost too bad he dies. But it's, yeah. so, it's so great to see him die, though. So... Not yeah. really, well, <laughs> you know. When they, I know they had to sort of preempt it with uh, having all the characters shown in the insurance company uh, before, but it's such a weird shot where it's like, "Hey, Hank, how are you?" And it just comes to like a close-up of him. Like you're like, almost like, why did they stop on that shot? Is, they almost make him look like he's guilty the... or something or something or. He's gonna yeah, be a he's bad guilty guy. of smoking and being fifty-two years no. old. That guy looked like he was ninety-seven. <laughs> stop smoking. <laughs> no, the reason they showed him in that scene, it was he was kind of like rolling his eyes at the dog pit. Yeah, it was right after we were talking about that. He's like, "Oh boy, these fucking assholes." Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was like casting a little bit of judgment, which yeah, exactly. You know, like he's high and mighty, so. but he's not above it. No one's above Jigsaw's game. You fucking chew one piece of Nicorette gum, and you're going in a fucking trap, <laughs> Jigsaw. You had one piece of Nicorette gum. You do not cherish your life. Now oh. you could either cut off. Your legs and your arms, or die. Die. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. I didn't think that through, but I, I love his line. Once you see death up close, then you know what the value of life is. That's fucking great. Damn it, I love Jigsaw, and I love the movie. So no, nine no. out of ten. See death up close. Nine out of ten. I give it nine and a half out of ten. Whoa. On par with wow. the original. Wow. You gave the original a nine. No, I gave it nine and a half. Nope. B and I gave it a nine and a half, and you gave it a nine. That's why it made the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Did I? Oh, yeah. Huh. Just, just for that, I'm giving this a 9.25, so it stays out of the hall. <laughs> no. I was originally going to give it a nine, but you know what? I enjoyed it so much, and each of these movies gets bumped up a half a point simply for nostalgia reasons. So nine and a half out of ten. Put it in the fucking Hall of Fame. It's that good. Woo. Awesome. Right. I had to do it. I had. I couldn't be responsible. Not over a half a point. True. And I honestly could give it a nine and a half because the questions that I have that I was on the fence about, I think, I think were answered. Yeah. Either. You know what? For the, for the most, I really like. I I keep saying it, and and we. I mean, we talk about it a lot in every review we've done of each Saw movie. I feel like we're able to justify and sort of kind of come up with reasonable answers for everything that happens. I find no illogical things in that i just find the whole message and the high mightiness of despising murder 
just not that it's a great message. It's just that there needed to be a way for everybody to survive all the traps. And that's, you know, and that's a problem. I know we're going to get to it next show, but that's a problem in part seven is that some of the people in those traps can't survive unless I can't even remember the character's name. It's been so long since unless he survives, which, you know, he can't because he lied. So we'll get there. But uh, some of the issues in part seven. Indeed. <laughs> I'll say ah. this, though. This is the best part six of all. There's not a better part six of any franchise than this. Mm. I've said it for years, actually. This is my fa- look. I, I my lowest rated film. I think you're I right. I think it's part two. It's part two is an eight. I've given everything between eight and a nine and a half for the first six films, and I like the next two we're gonna cover. Now it's been a while since I've seen both, so. Well, I I, I really like Jason Liz, but it's not a nine and a half. So no, right. there you go, and I, Freddy's Dead could kiss my balls, you know oh, that. Right. And Halloween Six, and uh, what else are we missing? I, I do like Texas Chainsaw Massacre There's... in the beginning, but it's not it's not a nine and a half. No, so... this is this is the one. Hell people seeker. don't. <laughs> nope. Nine point seven. I would like to do that. Damn it! I want to talk about those movies. I really. You guys should watch them. Man, they're I've all the, so I've different. I seen the first six because I remember I had they're... a marathon like after Part Six came out. Like, I don't know how many there are now. Yeah, well, let's, well, we'll save it for another day. Let's get out of well, here. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. It's been a beautiful show. Yeah. I, I predict the next show will be short. You All know right. what happens when we do those predictions. You're going to be arguing, I predict, so who knows? I predict a lot of fighting in the next movie. There's going to be arguing. It's been years since yeah. I've seen Part 7, so maybe well, I'll just When you watch it. Part 7, just look at the opening scene and think to, say to yourself, how could this possibly have been set up? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's all. How that, could that's the my same director have done both? Again, I'm not gonna say if I was offered, hey, you're doing this movie, and then you're gonna do the follow up. I'd be like, check and check, perfect. I, I'm all in. And you're gonna film it in 3D. I would have been like, good, because I'm giddy that way. I would have loved to make a movie in 3D. So it checked I two forget, good boxes. I, this off. movie did not need to be made in 3D. I remember thinking and, that. And when it's I the saw, worst when, 3D ever. Was, yeah, by it's, the way. At home, no it's much better. In the theater, it was dark and murky as shit. Atrocious. We will well, talk about the, it next episode. The Saw movies are dark and murky anyway, so we love you, Long huh? Time. <laughs> <laughs> it stole my life. You should say, now we're all seeing you will see.